Yo, 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 just chats, back at it again with another episode with a guest who has been recommended to me by a previous guest. Uh, very excited to see what this guest has to, uh, to say today. So guest, please tell us who you are. So my name's Vince. I own uh, 25 Acres Pizza in, in the Marketplace Shopping Centre. Uh, yeah, sort of new to town, I guess. I've only been here for, I've had the shop for like four and a half years nearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, sort of lived in, I live over near Dartmoor. Way. Okay, yeah. So I sort of got to come across the border a fair bit. Um, yeah, that's me. All right, man, we'll just get straight into it. So tell us a bit about growing up. What was your family life, you know? How was all that? So growing up, like you say, I was like in Melbourne. Okay. Uh, lived the, the typical wog life, like big family. Yep. Um, like get-togethers were massive. They'd be like... 40, 50 people there for a birthday party. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like everyone, you know, what a wog life's like. Like everyone's, it sounds like they're yelling and screaming, but they're just yeah. talking. There's food everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a uh, very tight sort of family. Um, yeah, that was my that was my life. So sort of started off as a, well, from school, I sort of went into being, into being a baker. My parents sort of said, like, if you want to get out of school, which I hated school. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't hate school. I just didn't like it. Didn't yep. hate being there. I was just like, this is not for me. Yep, yep. So, um, went to be went to be a baker because that's the first job I found. Mm-hmm. Uh, my godfather owned a heap of bakers. I'm like, I'll go work for him. Cool. Uh, went from went from that to being working on the market gardens in Werribee South, like growing veggies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which was pretty cool. Got to got to hang around some people with a with a lot of money mm-hmm. and learned a lot from them. Mm. Saw the way they live and the and what they do and sort of learned a lot off that. Uh, left the, uh, I sort of, while I was there, I sort of started bull riding. Bull riding? Yeah. So I rode bulls for six years, followed the circuit around, all around Australia, Queensland, Territory, Vic, which is how I ended up here. So, so from Melbourne, we used to come up to a fellow called Ronnie Woodall. He runs all the rodeos around here. And we used to come up here and practice every, every weekend, which was a long way to travel. That is a long way. And then sort of, I was looking through a paper one day and I, I said to him, Ronnie, where's this? 25 acres and a house for sale for 110 grand and he's like oh that's only around the corner I'm like what do you mean 110 grand is it like is it missing a zero because I'm from Melbourne I'm like yeah maybe a million maybe a yeah, 25 yeah. acres a couple of mil and he's like no no that's that's it and I went and had a look at it there was no one living in there we went and had a look I think we might have even broke into the house and had a quick look around <laughs> and we're like right stay here we'll buy this tomorrow really yeah whoa because we always wanted land like my godfather had a lot of land, so I was always helping work for him in, in Werribee. Mm-hmm. I loved it. And we just, like, it, it was very black sheep of the family. Like, no one's from land except me, godfather. Yeah. But, so I was sort of like, well, I'll, we'll buy this. And that's how we ended up up here. And then from from there, we just kept riding bulls for years. And then went up on the mines and started rigging, crane operating, become a supervisor. Um, lived that life for a long time. And then come back here. I wanted to, we sort of had, had our daughter. And I wanted to sort of ground myself at home a bit more. Yep. Yep. We were looking to buy to buy a business. I always wanted to be in business. Uh, we looked at buying the bakery in Haywood. Okay. And we sort of had a deal going with that and it fell through. And then, yeah, we sort of fell into this. We come into, into Mount Gambia and went around and tasted all the food everywhere and thought, yeah, we need to. We can do something better? Yeah. 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 Okay. So tell us about, like, Little Vince. So, Little Vince is growing up. Do you have any brothers or sisters? So, two sisters, one older, one younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, very different to me. 
Yeah. I think I'm all, I was always the black sheep of the family. Yep. Uh, my older sister now is a mother. So mm-hmm. she sort of stayed home. She had a career before that doing oh, all sorts of executive jobs. Yep. Met her husband in one of those and does the mum life now. Yep, yep. My younger sister sort of got a little business going where she fits suits and okay. uh, fashion sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So little Vince, yeah. Did little Vince get in trouble? Little Vince got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> little, I know my mum tells the story. She says, she says when the phone used to ring, like when I was at school, if the phone rang, she was scared to answer it because she was worried that it got in a punch up or, or you know, did something silly in a classroom. She said nearly every time it was like, you need to come to the school. Is there is there like one or two main like big events that little Vince got in trouble for? Like I can just see something happening like in primary school. I just remember a lot of. Uh, like people, I remember a lot of like people trying to start fights and, and I wouldn't go out and then they'd say like, oh, your mum this or your mum that. And I'm like, uh, which, and I never got upset about them saying, but mum, I'm like, you're trying to upset me, yep. which is upsetting me. Yep. Not that you said something about mum, I'm like, you're trying to have a go, I'm going to knock you out. So <laughs> then we'd be like, right, let's go. Uh, and then in sort of, when I got up to grade, I reckon in grade five, my mum sent me to a, to a school in Werribee. Mm-hmm. which was called Heathdale Christian College, and it was the last school that she that she could find that still gave the cane, and she's like, right, you are going there. Wow. So I got the cane a lot. Well, not a lot, a fair, a fair bit, but I used to wear five pairs of jocks at school, so I didn't know. It's... <laughs> no, fair enough, fair enough. All right, so we'll, we'll move on now. So what did you want to be when you were growing up, so as a little kid? I didn't know what I wanted to be, but I knew that I wanted to have a business. I knew I wanted to work for myself because... My godfather had like seven, like when I was growing up, I remember him having like seven bakeries, a couple of butcher shops, and he had all the land. And I, and I used to I used to go around with him, and I used to watch him just like there was no there was, there was no cards back then. It was all cash, and you'd mm, see mm. we'd go. I'd go around a place with him, and he was just collecting wads of cash from all these places. And I was just like, whoa, this is this is it. This is and then yeah, and then from there he'd go to the farm, which is what I loved. And like he's got horses and he's got tractors, and I, I loved that life. And I'm like, I've got to have a business. Yeah. Yep. So you're introduced to like success and entrepreneurship at a very, very early age. Yeah. And, and then when I went from him to like the, like I said, the market gardeners in Murray, uh, they were all, they, they were all millionaires and they were in the top 200 at the casino. They were mahogany room sort of members every Friday night. They'd take me up there with them. Like I was always with them. I'd drive them there in their Ferraris. Like at 18, Whoa. 19, I was driving their Ferraris and their Mercs there and we'd, we'd park in Valet and they walk up to the top 200 and they're, and they're getting treated like Kings. And I was like, this is it. This is the like. This is the entrepreneur life. Not so much that I wanted uh, the money. I wanted, but I wanted the life. I wanted the. I the wanted service. The, yeah, I wanted the service, and I wanted to be able to uh, have the freedom to do what I wanted to do. That's so cool, though. Wow. So eighteen, and you're just hanging out with these ballers. That's cool, man. Like, did they did they teach you anything? They they didn't try to teach me things. They never said, "Hey, when you want to do this, you got to do this." But I watched and I learned. I learned successful habits. What they do is a successful habit. They played hard, but they worked hard. Mm. They played really hard. They had, like, if it wasn't a Friday night at the casino, it was uh, Saturday on their yachts. Like, they call, like, uh, P33, which place them out, and they come put your boat on the water. They call up, say, oh, we were on the way. And they put their boat on the water. They fuel it up. They got, you know, they'd have girls on the yacht. They'd have, like, uh, it was just, like, a crazy life. Wow. But, but in that, I think I was smart enough to go and go, 
how did they get that? I didn't just go, they've got it, I want it. Mm, I'm mm. like, what are they doing? Mm. And, and when, they're, when they're not partying, they're working hard, man, like long hours, lots of lots of people helping them, lots of, and and always that drive to get bigger. Like in, in that Werribee South, it was always like, uh, they're getting bigger tractors to do bigger things and they're getting more land and they're getting bigger trucks and it was just like grow, grow, grow and then play hard as well. Yeah, yeah. So what what two or three things did you notice being like younger and observing these people? What were the traits or what were they doing that made them be so successful? Uh, obviously working hard. Yep. And, and when I say working hard, putting in the hours. Working hard doesn't mean you've got to get a shovel and dig stuff yourself. It means figuring out how to how to get other people to do it for you while you're helping something else grow. Mm-hmm. Like getting one section. I used to watch them, like they'd put me in and go, right, this is, run, run this, I've got to go and do this. Yeah. And then when they'd see, when they'd seen me that I was doing, like if, if I could run one farm, they're like, right, he's doing that easily. We'll, we'll see how he goes with two. Yep. And they'd, they'd never come to me and go, oi, we're going to see you going with two. But I'm watching, I'm like, they put me on the second one, so they trust me. And then I'll go, right, I need, no, I need to do a really good job of this mm. and and keep going. And I'm watching where they're going. They're way ahead of me, yep. but they're bringing me up with them yep. because I'm doing the right job. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and I guess I used to watch them spend a lot of money to make a lot of money. Yeah. So they weren't scared to spend. Mm-hmm. They, they weren't scared to go and spend a million bucks on a tractor or, uh, you know, get that GPS so they can so they can do things better and faster and, yeah, that they weren't scared to grow. They weren't held back by much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anything else? I remember a, a fella called Andrew Randello. Someone said to me, uh, "We're talking about like big business." And he, go, and he goes, "Do you know what I? Do you know what I got to do for this? I got, I, I got to get on my knees. I'm on my knees with these people because he had big contracts with Woolies selling all veggies to me. Like, I got to get on my knees and beg these people, which." I, back then, I'm thinking, fuck off. I'm not getting on my fucking knees for nobody, right? Yeah, but now, yeah. I, now I get what it is. He wasn't on his knees. He's like, I've got to work hard for this, and I've got to, I've got to make it happen. Mm. He didn't actually mean I'm on my knees. Physically on his knees. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. like, I've got to make it work. I've got to do whatever I can to make this work. I've got to, if, if you've got to beg, you've got to beg. If you've got to, if you've got to get in contracts, if you've got to fly to Queensland to meet the executive, you go. Yeah. No matter what. It, sort yeah, of thing. no matter what. It doesn't just happen. I make it happen. And I, and I remembered that forever. And for years, I'm like, I ain't getting on my fucking knees for no one. And then slowly, I'm like, yeah, no, on his knees. He's, he's, this place a, a multi-millionaire. He, like, he bought his son a, a $500,000 Merc for his birthday. Like, he ain't getting on his knees, but I'll get now what, I, what he means. Yeah, yeah. It almost comes back to, uh, there's, uh, there's a picture like I've got running in my head, which is people think hard work always pays off, but it's not how, much, how hard you work, it's how much you get done. So when you were saying about the digs and stuff like that, you can have the guy sweating his fucking ass off digging a hole with a shovel, but if someone comes in with a digger and gets the job done faster, they've spent the money, but the job's done in such a short amount of time, so it's worth that investment. And that's just... That's just something that's that's just rung in my head after you're saying that there, there's no like hesitation to spend the money to get the thing done quicker because then they can put their time into something else. And and that's and you don't have to understand everything that's going on there. Like as as a say a farmer, I'll give you a better example. I was listening, I used to listen to some YouTube of uh, Michael. I can't remember his name. He, he was the he was the big boss of well, of Disney World. Okay, and he said I don't. I don't know how to do eighty percent of the things in this place. Mm. I don't know. How, I'm not an engineer. Mm. I'm not. I'm not anything in here. But I know how to run people. Yep. So he knew how to get people to do things, 
that he didn't need to do. Yeah. Because if you're trying to do the whole thing yourself, you're, you're fucked. You're going to burn out. Well, you're going to burn out and you can't do it. But but if if your job, if you consider your job to, to be able to get the job done in other ways so you can go and do something else or the, run, run the team, don't try to run stay in the business too much. Mm. That's, that's, I've read, this is something, you're hitting things in my head. There's another thing that I've, I've read and basically the most productive people have as little amount of things on their plate as possible. So if they can focus, say if they've got five things they need to do, they'll go, do I really need to do this? Okay, I'll get someone to do that and delegate it to someone else and then they can focus on the thing that they're really, really good at. So if the guy of Disneyland or Disney World, whatever it was, can manage the people instead of having to do pays or rosters and shit like that, you know, it's that saying aces in their places sort of thing. Man, I would not know how to pay a worker. I've got, I've got, 20, I've got 28 workers at the moment and I would not know. How, if, if my missus goes on a holiday, I'm like, fuck. I don't know how to pay them. I don't do the paperwork. I've, and people are like, don't you want to learn that? No, I don't. Mm. Because my missus already does it. She's a legend at it. She gets it right every time. Uh, you know, do, do, I, do I want to be a cleaner? No, I've got cleaners. Do I? I love making pizzas. I love cooking, but can I do it all? No, I've got chefs for it. I've got three chefs in there. Uh, they're guns, and and let them do it. Mm. I'll step in like that way. I can step back, and if there's a if there's pressure on on one place, I can step in and help. Mm. But I don't need to be there all the time. And I, I sort of I sort of judge the successfulness of it not not so much by the money, but more by like can I leave tomorrow and go away for a week? Yep. And and they've got it. At, at the start, no. I did my first nine or ten months without one day off. And I was doing 15-hour days. It was crazy. And so I couldn't have walked away then. But now I know. If I, like, if I get sick or if I, the missus wants to go away somewhere, we can go. It's probably not going to run 100%. Mm. It'll run 80%. Mm. It's not, but it's not going to run 50 either. It'll, yeah. it'll, get, it'll get it done. And maybe I'll need to put on an extra one or two people to cover to make sure it runs smooth. Did you find it hard to step away, like, say, working for those 10 months straight, 15-hour days? Did you find it hard to let go of roles? Or were you happy to, like, almost catch your breath and focus in other things? In that first nine or 10 months, I was the backbone of it. If I stepped out of it, it was, it was fucked. Yep. Because I was doing the cook. I was running between pizzas and pastas. Uh, we, had a chef, we had a chef there then. He was, he's fast, too, and he's still with us, Dion. Yeah, uh, he's fast too. Like, but I really had myself in there. I couldn't just step out because there's no way that he could do it all on his own. Mm, mm. Like I was the other chef. Yep. So, um, if I had someone else to do what I was doing, I could have stepped away. But I didn't have the money then. I didn't have. I didn't have. We weren't busy enough. Mm-hmm. We're probably twenty percent of what we are now. Fuck. Okay. So we grew a lot over those over those years, and now we've got enough people in there to go. I can sort of step out. Mm. Wow, that's fucking cool. It sounds like your, your childhood is fucking awesome. Anyway, we'll, we'll, move, we'll move into your schooling experience. So, primary school, not good. Good, like, yeah, like I had fun when I was there, but I was never, I was never going to be a genius. Yeah. Were there any subjects that you enjoyed? I enjoyed sport. Yeah. Uh, you know, what I, I enjoyed sport. I've always been very competitive, and I'll be. I enjoyed sport because I was just like, I never really practiced it or anything, but if we were going to do a run, I was going to go the fastest. Yeah. And then I, I got to the end, I'm like, yeah. Like, <laughs> fuck. And then, I don't know, I, I just loved, 
I love that success. I love that winning. Mm. So I was just, and, and it was something that I could do. I was never going to be going into a maths class and be the first one to finish a maths thing. So yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, ah, oh, fuck this. Yeah. I think I'm here first. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and you said you were, you, how many schools did you, like, so, you know, you, you'd get, your, the school would ring your, your mum or your dad and they'd say you've done something wrong. How many primary schools did you go to? Do you remember? No, primary school, I was just at one in Altona there in Melbourne. Uh, then I went to um, the one in Werribee. Yeah. It wasn't too bad there. I got suspended a couple of times. Uh, I remember they had a they had a public public phone box out the front of the office, and I remember I was in grade five, so we loved watching um, Fire Brigades, and the Fire Brigade was next door. So we called them and told them Pizza Hut was on fire, which was on the other side of us, just to watch the fireys come out. <laughs> But we didn't know they had a callback feature and they called back and told the principal and got suspended for that. Got the cane. Uh, and then I, I think I got expelled because I just got the cane too many times. And, and then I got the cane once for just doing something I didn't do. And then the, what he used to do is always go down, after he give you the cane, go down and close his eyes and pray that you'd, that you'd be a good boy. It was a very, it was a very religious school. Mm-hmm. So when he had his eyes shut, I got the cane and gave him a flogging with it. And then, yeah, I wasn't allowed to go back there. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. So, did did so the cane was didn't do anything for you really? It just kept you like, it's like did when when it's like oh cane time, were you just like oh that's just a no. It did put fear in me, but it, like I hated getting the cane, but did it hurt? Yeah. Yeah. So it was a feather duster, and he'd hold the feather end and he'd whip you with the other, and you had to bend over and touch your toes, and he'd whip you on the ass with the other end. I remember it was five cracks, and I'm like, oh, it's getting sore now. You just had to learn, like, if you did something wrong, you had extra jocks in your bag and you go and put that on and stick something down your ass. But you didn't always get that. Sometimes they just drag you straight there. You're like, oh, shit, I'm in trouble wow. here. Do you think the cane should still be around? Uh, no. I think, I, th- I think there has to be some sort of a punishment. That, for every action has to be a reaction. Mm. I don't think the cane is the answer mm-hmm. but, because there's so many ways to punish people without... Without, without physical violence. Yeah, I'm against physical violence. Yeah, um, I, like I hate getting into a fight now. Like I, I'd hate to hurt somebody. Um, if I got to get into a fight, I'll fight. But then after you hurt someone, I'm like fucking hell. Yeah, that's not what I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. if they? What if they fall down, crack their head? What like? I'm not. What if they got a daughter at home? Like, what if you hit them and they got a daughter at home and they hit their head and and they die or they they poor their family? Yeah. You know, like, I don't understand violence. I don't understand why, why people go get on the piss and, and want to go bashing people. Like, go and have fun. Like, if you get on the piss and you get angry, don't drink. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get you. If, and if you want to fight, oh, cool, I'm all for fighting. Go to, go to a boxing thing. Yeah. And, and get it on. Mm. Go and go, go with... Go to Sam Dwyer, and, and you want to box on? Go, he's happy. You <laughs> <He'll>, go, <laughs> well, put you in with someone. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. So, primary school out of ten, how was it overall? <clears throat> primary school, oh, oh, probably eight for me and about a four for the teachers. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Transitioning into high school, did you finish high school? No, nah, I finished year ten. Yep. Uh, I knew from there that I wasn't gonna. It's not something I needed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know what? Well, I spoke before about all the millionaires I've hung around. None of them finished school. Yep. My, my godfather come come from Italy. I don't reckon he like he wouldn't even know how to. He can hardly speak English. Yeah. Uh, all the all the blokes in the market gardens all got all the ones I knew sort of 
Well, they had sort of most of their farm, like a little bit of the farming handed down through generations, and mm. then they've made it bigger. But none of them finished school. They all like uh, went on to do, went on to to build it without the schooling. Like I don't know any of the millionaires that I hung around. Maybe my brother-in-law. He's got he he did. He was an accountant. He's done all that. I believe you need schooling. Do the training for what you need. Like, I was a rigger crane operator. I went and did all my tickets and I went and did all the training for it. You're not going to do that in school. Mm. If you want to be an accountant, my word, stay at school. Mm, mm-hmm. If you want to be a lawyer, definitely stay at school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if, if you get to year 10 and you're thinking, well, I ain't going to be a lawyer, uh, you know, I, I ain't going to be an accountant, well, figure out what you want to do. Or even if you just say, well, I'm going to be some sort of a labourer, go get into the force. Yeah. Go get into the, into the workforce and figure it out. Yep. Yep. Do you think because like all those successful people are hanging around successful people, obviously their tips, tricks, traits, characteristics are going to rub off onto each other? I, I strongly believe in in what they say that you'll you'll become the five people you hang around the most. Yep. And I see it now. I see it now in in uh, people I hang around now, or people that even people that work for me, or people that I see uh, when you, the ones that hang around shit people become a shit person yep. like you could nearly guarantee it the ones that hang around good people will, will become good people if you hang around kind people you'll learn to be kind and sometimes I'll even I'll even go the other way where I'll see someone who's who's shit or, or like treats people badly and then I'll backtrack it and see like how do they get brought up or, and it's nearly every time it comes to it, it comes to the people that they hang around yep and I, I, I don't get it like Surely shit people know they're shit. So why not? Don't they, don't they go? I got to stop hanging around these people. Like like I want to start hanging around better people. I guess that's hard too because who wants to like if you're already a shit person, you're mm-hmm. not going to be able to get your way into a good group. But you can work into it. You just have to call your own bluff. Like I think with shit people, <laughs> I like how we're using that term. Shit people, they they almost blame everyone else for their situation though. Every time, and so that's just a vicious cycle. It's like or oh, that rich person fucked them, whatever. It's like, they were probably, you know, they probably didn't have, I mean, it is some, like, you know, it is situational. Like if they're bought into it, they're obviously going to be successful. But a lot of people were not rich or not poor, but they, you know, oh, sorry, they they were not rich and they, they were poor. And so they found like, I don't want to do this. So stop hanging around that shit. And it's, it's just a comfort thing, I think as well. You know, if you're hanging around shitty people, there's no, they don't do anything. They don't. This hard work it doesn't exist, and they want things given to them because they see they see the successful people and go, "Well, he's got it. Why can't I have it?" Because you didn't work for it, mate. Yeah, yep. There yep. is a couple, there is some people that it just gets given to them, but it's it's rare. And you know what? Even the even the millionaires that I know, their kids, a, a lot of them won't even won't give their kids stuff. Like Good. at the start, they'll be like, um, you, you're not even working for me. Go work for someone else for five mm. years, and then you can come work for me. You're mm. not you're not coming into here and being the, the sport little kid. Um, yeah, I've seen heaps from go. You need to go out on the workforce and make some money, and they'll be like, "Hey, Dad, can I have some money?" Get f- fuck off. Go yeah. go go earn it. Yeah. And it's not that they couldn't afford. It's not that they're tight. It, but you think it is. Then you're like, "Geez, you're a tight ass." Mm. When you get older, you go. They're trying to teach them a lesson, yeah. which is very important. Yeah, I think also with that though. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but the people that are hanging around. The, um, the wealthier people, if they say, yeah, you're not working for me, they'd, you know, put them in a direction where they're either going to be mentored or under someone who's, you know, uh, financially smart or has, like, skill as well. You know, they're not going to say, 
go put them fucking cleaning toilets, you know what I mean? They're going to put them in somewhere decent. I don't think they're putting them anywhere. A lot of them that I know are sort of like, go out and find your own job. And they, they sit back and watch and see where they go. But you won't find that people who have been brought up in those successful households are going to go and clean toilets. They're going to be... Yep. They're going to go into a job and go, well, yeah, I'll, I'll show him. Like, yeah. he, he thinks I can't... Because they think it's like a challenge. They're like, oh, he thinks I can't do it without him. Bullshit. Because like, they've already... They've grown up around that mentality. Like, even my daughter, she's she's uh, six, uh, five, six now, and she's like... She she sees what we do. She'll talk about... she Like, she'll walk into the shop and go... Like, you always hear my missus saying, oh, that's that's not clean properly. And my, my daughter will walk in and say, Mum, that's not very clean. That needs to be cleaned. And she'll go and get the spray and wipe, and she'll get something. She'll start cleaning it. And we're like, she's watching what we're doing. Yeah. Like, she, she, she picks out everything. She'll walk in and go, Daddy, they're talking a lot. They're not doing any work. And I'm like, oh, God damn, mate. <laughs> they just got here. That's awesome, though. Like, isn't that crazy how it rubs off? It does. Yeah, it is. 100% it is. So, all right, we didn't finish school. We started um, doing baking and stuff like that. Tell us more about your careers after you finished school. So you did some baking, did some crane operating work. Tell so us, tell us I more did about my that. apprenticeship as a baker uh, at William Anglis in Melbourne. Uh, I don't know, got that done. I sort of got to the end of it and thought, it's 2, 2 a.m. starts. And yep. I was just like, this, this ain't what I'm going to do. Mm. Um, I can't remember how I got introduced to the, to the guys in the market gardens. But I ended up there somehow and sort of went from one and then they're always looking to poach good workers, so you just got to be. I think I was a good worker. I got mm-hmm. I got poached a couple of times, and they always offer you more money. Oh, come work for me, and you can do this, and you can do that, and you can drive the big tractor. And like, and then the first bloke I was working for, um, yeah, learnt a lot off him. And he still, I was talking to him the other day actually, and I said, there's still stuff that sticks in my head that you said, you know, like I'll be driving a forklift somewhere, and I'll be like, oh, Pep taught me this, or you know, and then. But but then it was always like, well, these boys have got big tractors. You yeah. know, like, I want to get out and do... And I'm always looking to grow. So you, you go out and work for the bigger boys and do bigger things and, mm-hmm. yeah. Did you ever, like, working on that sort of stuff, another thing I'm going to ask is, did they ever have, like, a limit? Like, was there a finish line? Or was it where there's no... Like, we're just going to grow. Does that make sense? Like, did they say, oh, we're going to earn, so we're going to earn a million dollars a month and that's good enough? No. Or did they just go, let's just keep going? No, because the, they're all... They're all trying to better each other all the time. Yeah. Which, back then I was like, this is a petty. But like one bloke would buy a 600 horsepower tractor and then I was like, fuck off. I'll get a six, 680 horsepower. Like, and then they're bringing them in from America and they're bringing them in from Italy and, you, and they're like, then they've got big tracks on them instead of wheels. And, I'm, and they're like, hey, you got a big one? I've got a bigger one. And, and then they could do, but it looked like a competition then, which it sort of was. But instead of doing like three bays at a time, they're doing six bays at a time. Yeah. And you go, yeah, well, they spent a million bucks. But... But they they're saving money on labour, they're saving money on diesel, like it's it's all a strategy. So that and they were always getting bigger. And I go back and visit them even now, um, when I, when I go into Melbourne, and you're just like, you're a lot bigger. Like their cool rooms are tw- the the ones that used to have like a cool room, and then a, sh- a shed full of stuff. The whole shed's a cool room now. Yeah. And then they've got big sheds beside, and they, and they used to have two tractors, and they got ten tractors, and you're like, crikey. So they've upscaled massively. Well, you know, yeah, and you know what. I, I don't think it's even about the money. Like, any of those guys could stop tomorrow and never run out of money. My godfather, I, I cannot describe how rich he is. He's very, he's very, very rich. He owns shopping centres and, like, everywhere. He, he buys, he just, he just buy. he, he bought a whole chain of uh, childcare centres. He buys all the Woolies and Coles buildings and rents it. Like, he's a multi, he does not need to work 
all of his kids can retire tomorrow. But he, if you watch, I hung around him so much, and I was always thinking, like, why is he walking around looking like a like a two bid broke ass? Like, why is he? Why is he still driving that car? Why isn't he? Why hasn't he got a Ferrari? It's not. It's not about the money for those guys. It's about the, it's a mentality where they go. We we grew up poor, we got rich by by acting poor, by working like a poor man but doing rich man things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and they can't get themselves out of the mentality. Mm-hmm. My godfather's nearly, unfortunately, passed away. Nearly passed away. He's, he's close, but he's still. You can't stop him. He just keeps. He just keeps going, and it's just like grow, grow, do something. Like buy this, sell that. I'm like, what are you doing? But he said to me about four or five years ago because he had a couple of. Um, couple of strokes mm-hmm. uh, so he's in a wheelchair now and he's pretty he's nearly gone and he says uh, you know what I'd, I'd love to go I'd love to go to Italy I'd love to do something but he goes I can't do anything he goes I've got so much money and I never used it and and it took him to that age to, to figure it out yep yep which is unfortunate that's yeah a big a big saying that's coming true to mine is you can't spend your money in heaven no do you think looking at him now, like reflecting on that, do you think it, it's worth it? Uh, I think you need to get to, uh, I don't know. I think you'll get into the same mentality and go, well, you work and you just keep working. Because, you know what? I actually love the work. Yeah. I love running the business. I, I don't go, I, I don't, I'm not doing it because I need more money. I'm doing it because, well, I do need more money. I'm not rich by any means, right? I'm not saying that. But I'm, I'm not, I don't do it for the money. I wouldn't even know. Honestly, I wouldn't know how much money I got in the bank. My, my my missus runs all the money. I don't know how much money we've got. Like, we're comfortable. If I want to go, if I like, we're not rich that I can just go and buy buy a jet. But <laughs> yeah. but you know what? I'm happy because we we are rich enough that if I want to go and eat at time on the lake, I can. That's it for me. I'm like mm. I'm. That, that's rich to me. Yeah. Like yep. it, I can go anywhere and eat. Yeah. Right. That's it for me, and I love food. I can go anywhere in there. I don't. I don't need to. I don't need to just buy chips today. But by no means am I. That's not rich. That's nothing. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. So, are there, what was the one thing that you wish you knew before? I guess you know you started any of your careers. The one thing I wish I knew. One thing I wish I knew before I started. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I've sort of gone into all my careers and gone, sometimes I just faked it. Faked it to be maker? Yeah. Honestly did. Like when I went up to, I, I think my biggest, apart from the business I'm in now, my biggest gain in a career was probably on the mines. Mm-hmm. So I went up there as a truck driver I was, and I was earning like, I think I was earning 1600 bucks a week, which was nothing. We're doing 12 hour days, seven days. Mm-hmm. I was living away from home. In a camp, you know. Yep. And then I was watching like what the we were carting big dongers to live in, like we we're building camps. Yeah. And so we were carting the dongers to this crane company, and I was talking to the riggers and the crane operators. There. I'm like, oh, and they're talking about their money. And I'm like, how much she's getting? They're like, oh, we're clearing like three and a half, four grand. I'm like, Jesus Christ! Here I am, here I am doing sixteen hundred bucks, and you're doing three, four grand. And then I'm like, oh, sweet, I'm going to become a rigger. Yep. And, and but I went there. And every time I got out of my truck, like the riggers didn't have a, a chance to put chains on, on it. Like I already had it all done. 
I'm already I'm already calling the boys going like they'd come in I'd go, Oh it's all it's all done, ready to lift and they're like, Fucking hell. And then when they were growing and they needed more workers, they're going to those bo- to their bosses, Oi, this bloke's a gum. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to put him on and like, the, the boss is like, You got a rigorous ticket? I'm like, nah. He goes, You need to get one. I said, Give me a job and I'll get one. He goes, he's an ex copper, but he was running his crane out. He looks at me and goes, Who the fuck are you to tell me that you like to do that? You go get one, you come to me for a job. I'm like, Jesus Christ. He was like he was like a big hero. He's like the doidge of the... You're like, you're like Jesus. The doidge of the mind. But, but he was scary. He looks down on you and he's like, you, you fucking, you get it. And then you come and see him. I'm like, so I'm like, there's three grand a ticket. I've got to do it on a whim. I'm like, all right. So actually, you got to be an advanced rigger. So I just spend 12 grand to get to an advanced rigger to get four tickets. Yeah. And then I'm like, I go there. I'm like, oh, I got my tickets. He's like, good, I don't have a job. But we forgot when I'll call you. And then I was lucky I got the call. He's like, you want to start? When they just start next week? I'm like, sweet. So. So, um, so he called you out. He was a he was a big scary dude, man. He was he was like he was like the oh, he was like the Dodge man. He was like he was like a big dude. Looked down on you. He was bigger than and he's an ex cop and he and he looked like angry. He's like, don't fucking tell me if I give you a job. Like who are you to talk to me like that? Was that like a reality check sort of thing? Was that the almost was that the first time you got a no? Oh no. Nah. I get plenty of nose. No. I'm not scared of rejection at all. Okay. okay. But, but, uh, was it first time? Nah, look, it was just like, it was off respect more. It was more like, oh, we're going to play it like that. Sweet. Okay. At first I was just like, fuck you. Then I was like, no, hang on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. Wow. Okay. So you, wow, shit. So was that worth it? Was that? 100%. Yeah. So, so I went from, I went from trucks, then I went rigging for him, and then so there was there was a whole chain of us that you that built these that built these the dongers came in from you know what donger is like a big like a big four like a big container with four bedrooms in it okay and we're building camps out of them but they were massive so we we had, you had the trucking company bring him in the crane rigging company to to get him off uh, then you had like all the construction guys then you had an overseer like the chick who was who was overseeing the whole thing yep. Um, she was running all those companies. They're all different companies, and she was sort of the the the, the brains that put it all together okay. and said, "Right, we need trucks, we need cranes, we need this, we need that." So I went from I went from trucks to to the rigging for for about a year, and then she saw that I knew I knew every part of it, and she's like, "I need you to come and work for me." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm enjoying rigging." She's like, "Yeah, I know, but it's two hundred grand a year, and you only got to work six months." And I'm like, "Oh." Which I think worked out maybe even a little bit less than what I was getting, but it was only it was two weeks on, two weeks off. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And and I'll be the boss. And then I rang the missus and told her, and she's like, do you even know how to do that? Because <laughs> like, when they were talking about it, she's like, oh, like, you got to send emails. And I'm like, I don't even know how to fucking send an email. I mean, I've never sent an email. Yep. And then I'm like, I'm just going to fake it. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you've got to do that. I said, I'm not real good with technology. She's like, that's all right. We've got an IT, we've got an IT team. If you have any trouble, you ring them. They'll tap into your computer, and and they'll they'll help you out. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna. And then I just had to, like, just had to do it. Like, it, I'd ring the missus and go, this email is not sending. She's like, oh, did you put a subject in? I go, oh, Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fail here. But you just keep going, and 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 they don't want you to fail either. They're like, they'll help you along the way, but. Wow. You've got to push along and just like don't don't let yourself fail. Yep. 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 If you wake up in the morning and go, "Oh fuck, I don't even know how to do any of this." 
what am I going to do? You're done for the day. You're yep. fucked. If you wake up in the morning and go, I'm going to eat this. Like, mm. <laughs> I'm going to get out. I'm going to, I'm going to, you got to do pre-start meetings. You got to, you got to do all this stuff. Get up, get it done and, and don't let yourself fail. You got to put yourself in that mentality. 100%. You, you are what you think. If you think, you know, you've, you've fucked it and you're not going to do well, that's, you're almost going to search for reasons why that's going to stay true. But if you've, yeah, gone in with a positive mindset, like, okay, let's fucking give it a crack. And if you've got a team behind you with IT, like, if it was by yourself, you might have been fucked up, but you've got that whole team behind you to help you anyway. It, it's like a 5,000-man like team, man. Like, there's people everywhere. There's offices and, uh, and there's, there's training for everything. And there's, you know, before you can even be a supervisor, you've got to go do all your supervisor training. Even if you work for, like, one of the subcontractors and you come in and go, I'm a supervisor, they'll go, you're not a supervisor. You're not, you're not passed to be a supervisor. Mm-hmm. You need to do all your training. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, th- there's a lot of there's a lot of help and there's a lot of um, backup if you if you're willing to use it and if you're willing to learn off them. So, what do you reckon would be the best resource that helped you in your career so far? Uh, maybe like in this career in the in the pizza shop and that and that sort of thing. Now, uh, my wife, my wife's been great. Like like I said, I would not be able to run a business without her. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I guess I'd find a way if I had to, but. Like she, the bookwork is the most important thing there, and and the way she is with the girls, the way she's running the staff. Sometimes like something will happen with the girls, and I'll be just like, that, that ain't a problem for me, man. I ain't dealing with that. Yeah, that's 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 like, and you know what? It's so far out of her comfort zone to to deal with those people, but she stood up and do it. Look, this is not her dream. This is my dream to own a business. She could easily live, live like just have a nine to five job and not do this stuff. So she's been she's been big, and probably other friends in business. I think it goes back to what we said earlier. I watch what successful people do, mm. and and you pick up their traits. Like you, there, there's so many successful people in this town. You look at uh, who, like you look at Tony from Metro. Mm. What is she? What is she doing? To what did she do to make that business that big? Like I, I sit there and talk to her a lot. She's there all the time. Yeah, she's working. She like and she's running that crew, and she's so good with people. Like and you got to watch that. And you go right. So you need you need to do those things. And you look at uh, who else, like look, even Doji, right? How, he wanted to go from the, from the skinny runt that he was to the to the big monster, right? Mm, mm. And and how much work do you have to do to do that? Yeah, like it doesn't happen overnight. You got to put in, you got to put in the big work. It, it ain't just it ain't coming to you, man. Mm. Like so, watch those people and go. These are the successful things. What do I got to do to get there? I have got yeah. to put in a lot of hours. I got to put in a lot of work. I got to I got to do the smarts. I've got to save my money, I've, I've got to stay away from video games, I've got to not watch TV. Mm-hmm. I've, got, I've got an apartment here that I stay in. Uh, like, if we're doing full days, so I might camp here instead of going all the way home. Like, it's 65K to get home, and then you've got to come straight back the next morning. So sometimes I'll camp here. I don't even have a TV. Yep. Because I don't want to get hung up in that. Yep. So yep. so watch what those successful people do and, and follow, follow... Don't just listen to what they say. Don't just go, oh, they've got this, I'm going to buy, oh, I'm going to go and open a cafe tomorrow, I'm going to be, oh, and I'm going to be them. You're not. Mm. That's, yeah, there's <clears throat> a saying I like is success leaves clues, and you literally, it's, you can absorb as much information as you want, and you know, oh, that's so cool, oh, I'll try and do that. But unless you're taking action, nothing will happen. You listen to that, like, and I've, I've heard you talk about Gary Vee a few times. Yeah. He, he always, I've, I think it was him that I've heard say a few times, uh, do what I'm doing, not what I say. Yeah. Like, 
he's working, man. He's he's like there all the time. And you, and you listen to that this is the story from the start to the end, and and what he did to get there, and go. How do, how do I transform? How do I transform that into my business? Like, he had a liquor store, but you don't want to open a liquor store. You want to open a pizza shop. So, what do you what do you got to do? Like, you got to you got to find a way to transfer what he did into what you're doing, mm. and and just work hard at it. Mm. Mm. Are there any common myths about your profession or your field that you want to debunk? So, what's what's a common myth about a shop owner or a pizza shop owner? That you're rich, and you can afford to do whatever you want to do, and that you should be able to, like. Uh, that it doesn't matter if you if you throw away this or if you do that because you've got heaps of money. It's not like it, it's it's just not true. There's yeah. not there's not a whole lot of business, like business owners become millionaires. They do it because they love it. Uh, hopefully you become a millionaire from it. But it's like you got to do the hard work. And and if you if you really put in if you judge the money that some of these people have got compared to the hours they do, the workers probably get more money. Yeah. Like they're putting in the hours and they're putting in big work, and over ten years they should have a lot of money. Mm. But do, like the work, <laughs> it the all work. comes back to do the work. Yep, yep, yep. I guess this is next question is kind of good. So, what shit doesn't work, Vince? Bullshit excuses. Excuses. Excuses don't work. If you if you get up in the morning and go, oh, I can't go to work because I didn't get enough. I didn't get enough sleep. Bullshit, mate. Like. People are operating on three, four hours sleep. Yes, you need your sleep. Yes, you should get it. But if you didn't get it one day, bad luck, you still got to do it. Uh, laziness. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. You, you cannot be successful. And when I say successful, I'm not talking about money. If you want to be a successful uh, BMX rider, like you got to go down to the BMX track every day and you got to practice and you got to, you got to, you got to watch what the, what the best boys do and try to do it. Like laziness doesn't work. Yeah. Um, Putting things off doesn't work, like waiting till tomorrow for everything. Like get it done. Yeah. Even even I've tried to train to some of my workers. They they'll be like, "I oh, will do that tomorrow." No, do that now because if tomorrow becomes a day where we where we do two days trade instead of one, if we get smashed, we're in big trouble. Yeah. Do it now. Yeah. Um, why do you think people hesitate? Fear. People are people are super scared of losing they're scared of being judged they're scared of going you know like I used to watch it in um, like even even right back to my nightclubbing in Melbourne right very Melbourne life's very different to here and you'd say to one of the boys would be like boy she's good mm. and you're like there you go and they're like no fucking way I'm like why not because she's banging like oh, mm. I have a go mate mm. what if she says no who gives a fuck? There's another one. There's another one, mate. Go to the next one. Yeah. Like, like, if she says no, that's fine. Walk away. Don't don't be a pest. Mm. And and if you if you if you if you're trying to find a girlfriend or if you're trying to like have a good night, whatever, go up to ten girls, say hi, but say, ask them if you want a drink or something like that. Like, if they say no, if they tell you to piss off, who cares? Yep. You've got to have an abundance mindset. I, I think that comes back to there's a, a person that I listen to and he's he's he likes basketball and stuff like that. And he says you can, you know, take your time and get ten shots in and get ten out of ten, which is fantastic. You know, you didn't fail. Or you can take two hundred and forty shots and miss seventy, but look how many more opportunities you got out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um chasing the quick dollar doesn't work. Okay. People are like, Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I don't know. There's all these scams around. Like, oh, yeah, if you do this, they reckon you're going to make like you'll make like ten grand. No, you won't. 
<laughs> Why doesn't everyone doing that? Yeah, that's it. That's exactly right. Are you? Do you believe in like crypto and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, I'm in it. You're in? Yeah. Okay. I'm in it. I'm in it pretty. I'm pretty in it deep. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. I've pretty much pushed. I'm very lucky. My wife's supportive, but because because she would just put the money in the bank and just leave it there. Yeah. And and uh, I hope that we've got enough money when we get older to live. But I was like, oh, you chuck us all this money, put it in here, and she's like, yeah, it's a lot of money, man. And I'm like, no, it'd be right, no, it'd be right, right. Tesla's going up, or you know, big, yeah. Bitcoin's going up, and like overall, I'm up. But like, I took all my money out. I was into shares really heavy, mm. and I, I dumped it all out, and went into crypto, and I put like big money, and I, I was down about twenty grand, like like two weeks ago. Yeah. And now I'm starting to break even again. Yeah, yeah. I was only talking to Zach about it before because he's in it too. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, no, we're getting back up. But it's only just, it's only just beginning. Like, yeah, it's the start. Yeah, you put your money in like, yeah, it's going to go up and down. Don't be scared of it. Don't drop out. Mm. Like, that's like, hey, don't, don't get me wrong. Don't go chucking money into this shit because I don't really understand a whole lot of it. But uh, if you listen, if you listen to what the big boys tell you, it's only just starting. Mm. And eventually the big picture is, is going to go up. That's my opinion. Not a fact. I know, uh, I'm not a financial advisor. I don't <laughs> They're not taking advice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So have you ever had a light bulb moment? And what I mean by that, was there just a time in your life when things clicked and made sense? Uh, so, sort of. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't consider it a light bulb moment, but um, years ago I figured out how to change my mindset from, from can't do to can do. Mm-hmm. Which is sort of like, like you get out of, how do you explain it? Like, even like, you get out of bed and you're just like, like I said before, if you if you go into the day going, oh, I don't I don't think I can do that, man. Like, oh, the boys want to go for five k run. I can't run five k. Yep. Guaranteed, you cannot run five k because mm. you've you've already you've already fucked yourself. Yeah. Mentally, because mentally is is more just as important or more important than physical. Yeah. But if you wake up in the morning, I, I taught myself to go, I can, and I will keep after them. Mm. And and then, it, you know, like, don't let yourself fail. Like, try as hard. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm, like, I'm not, you're never going to be the, like, I don't know. Like, you're not going to run 100 Ks yep. just because you tell yourself you can. Yep. But 5 Ks is doable. Yeah. And if you if you miss it and you get a 3K, walk the other 2K and then tomorrow go back and do the do four and then do five, you know, mm. don't, so my light bulb moment was sort of like when I realized that I've got, that I can talk myself into it, in, into doing things that I wanted to do if I really wanted to do it. I'm not going to talk myself into being LeBron James. I'm, I'm just not. Yeah. I'm not physical. I can't physically do that. Yeah. But I can definitely talk to my, talk myself into doing better than I am or, or achieving something that I want to achieve. Yep. 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 Does anything, so do you, do you like, you know, say, you know, hey, you said you can't run 100K or whatever, but you can get the 5K done. Would you like, so there's, there is a limit, but you know, you know your limit. Does that make sense? Uh, well, I could probably run 100K if I put enough work in and just keep going and, and learn to do it. Like there's people who run 400K to raise money for anything. Yeah. You know, uh, you can do it eventually, you got to, but you've got to put your mindset into it and you've got to run the five and then you've got to run the eight and then you've got to run the 10. You know, and and eventually you'll you, like. I don't know if you can run 100k. Can you? You can probably you can probably walk some of it. You could. <laughs> you get there. It'd be a fucking long run. Find a way to get there. <laughs> Where? Yeah. Catch a fucking taxi. I don't know. 
<laughs> have a twin to do the other 50. <laughs> now, that's, that's a good point, though. Like, I think even if it is, you know, what, what you've just explained is if, I mean, going back to the 100K, if you want to get the 100K, you know it's, you're not just going to take one fucking big bite of the 100K. No. You're going to step by step, increment up, 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 level up, skill up, skill up, so you can get to the 100K. So just from what you've said there, you've, you've automatically said, if you wanted to, you'll find a way. Yeah. And a lot of people just go, fuck, I can do 100K. They don't want to do 100K. No. If, if you really want to, you, you'll, be, like, you'll find a way. But, but that's got to be your goal. You can't be like doing, practicing to do 100K, uh, running f- five businesses, uh, doing yeah. like, put your mind to something, mm. go at it, get it done, mm. uh, and, and then either move on to the next thing or, like we said in business before, find people that can do things for you. Yeah. Yeah. Spin that plate if you want to spin it. Yeah. If you, you can be, you can be, oh, how, how would you explain? You can be like a German shepherd who's not the best at anything, but they're sort of second best at everything. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can be like, 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 what, I don't know, whatever other dogs like best at, like, at one thing. Mm. You can either go real hard at one thing and be really good at it, or you can sort of do five things and do them like 80%. Yeah. So are you an 80% guy? Or are you a, I'm the best at No, I'm the 80%. You're an 80%er? Yeah. I'm like, I'll do a couple of different things. Uh, like I've put a lot of effort into the business that we've got now and I sort of concentrate on that for a while yep. and then and then I'll slowly hopefully move on to something else and then and just keep building things up. Yep, yep. What's something you've changed your mind on as you've gotten older? Uh, what's something I've changed my mind on as I got older? I used to, I used to say that I, that I don't give a fuck about anything and I'm not scared of anything mm-hmm. then, I, then I had a daughter <laughs> yeah. now, now I, I give a fuck 100% about her yep and and I and I'm, I, I get this fear in me of losing her like you know you hear stories man like some sad sad stories mm. uh, uh, I was listening to one of yours the other day from Maddie Lawrence oh fuck yeah and you're just like it just makes you go home and go fuck Fuck, I'm so lucky. Mm. Like, people who think they've had a hard life, you're like, boah, killer. And, and, and look, I'm tearing up even thinking about it. Yeah, like, it's... And then you go home and you go, like, what if it happened? Yeah. And, and, so now I'm sort of, now, now I'm, I've got a, I'm not scared. I'm like, I don't, I don't go home every day and like, I don't let her ride her bike. It's going to fly me. Like, but you're just like, yeah, that, that's, that's my fear. Like, it's not a it's not a fear that overtakes me, but it's just like it's. I guess it's the same fear any parent has. Like, watch them, care for them, make sure they grow into something good. Like, so, yeah, that's that's. Does that answer the question, sort of? I used to I used to not give a fuck about anything. Yeah. So now I've sort of changed my mind and go. Well, you have to give a fuck about something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your daughter put a lot of perspective into yeah. caring for things. Yeah, and 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 it teaches you. Uh, it teaches. You, like you get, I get other parents now. Like yep. I get what they're saying. Like, you know, like that, like how like so people bubble wrap their kid. I don't, but I get where they're coming from. They're like, they're like trying to look after them. Mm. But back then, I'm like, let your kid jump off the fucking cliff, mate. If they break their leg, it'll fix. You like, and then you and then you have one, and you're like, oh, hang on a minute, <laughs> don't go near that cliff. Yeah. <laughs> Stay away. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And and it's also it hasn't just taught me that. It's taught me like watch other people's situations just because. You're not in that situation. Try to think where they're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. 
Is that, is that that's pretty much the only thing? So so okay. So hold on, rewind a bit here. So you do the noise. There you go. <laughs> that's the first request. Yeah. Um, so before your daughter, what was your like? Was it just like I'm taking care of me? No, no. I always want to take care of other people. Like I've, I've always like if if I had money, I'd, I'd always try to look after other people. Or if I didn't have money, I'd find another way. To look. I've always wanted to look after other people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but. It's not that I only cared about me, but I, I just, I didn't get, I don't give a fuck about people's opinions. I didn't give a fuck if you if you didn't like me. I didn't give a fuck if, uh, if you thought what I was doing was wrong. I didn't try to do the wrong thing, but if you didn't like something that I did that I did like, I didn't like. I just had n- no care. So what their business was was none of your business. Does that make the other sense? way? What my business was was none of your business. Ah, okay, okay. And then having the daughter, how did that like? How, how did that, like, you know, change? I think it softened me up a lot. Yeah. It softened me up a lot and, and made me think. It made me watch other people's uh, other people's perspective of things and go, all right, so they've got an opinion on something. Like, I had an, opi- I had an opinion on on the way people were parenting. I'm like, why are you doing that? Like, and now I understand, like, don't, don't tell me how to parent my kid. Like, mm. and, and then, I, but then I sort of understood it in other aspects of life and go, people have an opinion on doing things and they do it the way they want to do it. Yeah. And, Instead of instead of judging it so quickly now, I'll stand back and go, I wonder why. Like, what are they doing there? And I'll watch it. I'll, I'll see if I can learn something off it. Uh, and if I can't, like, just got to understand their opinion. Like, and if it's not harming anybody, I don't care. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Was there ever a time uh, that you were thankful that the pandemic happened? <sighs> there was. There was never. There's never a time where I go, "Thank fuck that happened," right? <laughs> yeah. But. We were very, very lucky in the pandemic. Like being the takeaway shop that we were, and being so, so well set up for, for um, deliveries and takeaway, uh, and and the government really backed off us. Like they made these poor people from the cafes and restaurants and pubs shut down, while we were still rocking. Mm. And because they were shut down, we were getting destroyed every day. Like, I mean, big time. Like especially in, in the first two two sort of shutdowns. We were just like, oof, get ready, boys. This is this is hectic, and we're lucky that there was spare chefs around because they were, and we're like, oh, right, yeah. help us out. But and, and we tried to help people out too. Like uh, there was a few chefs from from uh, other places like Jens and that that weren't working. And then uh, as other as another great businessman, um, ring us up and go, Wait, can we? What about chuck the food van out so these boys have got some work? I'm like, yeah, chuck them in, man. Like, so we, we went and got their chefs, chuck them in the food van. So we had the food van going, we had the shop going. We were, we were like rocking on. But never was it, there was never a time where I've gone, fuck, I'm happy that, that the government shut this down because I'm making a lot more money. Mm. It, it was, I was the opposite. I'm like, I was, we were happy the way we were going. And I'd rather grow on my own merits, not from, not from them coming backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you think something everyone should try at least once? Uh, put it, putting himself in a, in shit situations. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like going back to to what we were saying before, like even in, like in the nightclubs in Melbourne, I'd throw myself into the wildest situations. Mm. Like like I'd I'd pick the best looking girl in the club and and, and go. Uh, I'm going to get a number, right? Yep. And you go there and you, you get rejected like 20 times out of 10. And they're like, hey, boy? No worries. Like, I didn't care. I don't, I'm not worried about rejection at all. Mm. So, uh, 
and even in, and the same in business, like people go, oh, oh, like the other day we made we put a thing on this. I don't know why we did it, but it was a corn pizza, right? Didn't even sell one, and people are like, oh, you, like a couple of weeks, like fucking told you wouldn't sell, look like a dick. I'm like, I don't care. I look, man, I'm happy to fail. You look at big companies like Coca-Cola. Mm. They put out some of the shittest products. Yeah. And one of my one of my boys said to me one day, fucking Coke, a bunch of fucking idiots. They put out raspberry Coke, fucking idiots. I'm like, did you just call Coke fucking idiots? Mm. Like one of the biggest companies in the world. Mm. Fucking idiots. Mm. They're happy to fail. Put it out there. See if people liked it. If you're making millions of dollars out of it, keep it. If you don't make millions of dollars, get rid of it mm. and move on to the next thing. Be happy to fail. That's ex- I mean, if the worker said, like, if Raspberry Coke was a fucking banger, he'd be saying, oh, fuck, this is fucking yeah, sick. Yeah. Like, it's the complete opposite. And, like, you can't say that unless you make the decision. Out of all the trials, like, they've got the vanilla Coke. It works. Yeah. Like, and But it came about the same way the Raspberry Coke came about, by, by trial and error. And Coke didn't go back and go, boys, they didn't call a big executive meeting and go, we weren't really made ourselves look like fucking idiots with this Raspberry mm-hmm. Coke. They go... Oh, what did we sell? Yeah. So what was it? Quarter of a percent of our sales, take it off, move to something else. Boys, and they've got people in there doing doing different things. They're happy to, they're happy to mm. trial it. They're not betting the company on it. Yeah. It's not a bet the company bet. It's a it's a trial. It'd be like me trying to trying a corn pizza. Like, it doesn't work. Who cares? Yeah. And what if it I does work. Of corn? Yeah. And if it does work, you fucking killed sure. it. And probably there's, like, we had our, like, our menu from the start, but we've probably got, five, six pizzas on there now that, that were just, that came about the same way. Mm. Like our Euros pizza, like, like one of the chefs like, oh, we'll do a Euros pizza. And like, I don't like it. It looks like, like, I don't, the stuff was on, I just didn't like. And he's like, no, we'll do it. We'll just, uh, and then it, like, it's one of our biggest sellers. Yep. And you're like, sweet, it worked. And it's the same thing. Don't, so, so don't be scared of rejection. Mm. Don't be scared to, to walk, to, to walk up to the, to the girl that you like in any situation and say, oh, how are you going? Do you want a drink? Can I have your phone number? No. Oh, you don't walk out and go, fuck that, I'm never doing that again. You yeah. go, right, wait till the next girl you like. Wait wait till the next business decision you like, you know. Yep. I think that's super important. Rejection gives you an answer. Contemplating doesn't give you shit. No. I, I, would, I would be so, like, don't worry, there's times where I've gone home and gone, oh, man, there was, a, like, this before my married and all that sort of stuff. Like, you, you go home and you go, she was the most beautiful girl. I cannot believe... How am I ever going to find her again? You're like, I didn't even ask her. Mm. And and it translates the same way over to business. Like, I should have tried that. Mm. Why didn't I do that? And then someone else tried. You're like, they're, like they're doing it. And, and they've made a successful company. Why didn't I do that? Yeah. So never never look back and go, um, I should have done that. Yeah. Like, give it a go. Mm. Don't don't be scared to fail. I, I see it so much now. Yeah, I see it so much, and it's 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 sad. It's like, what do you mean you don't want to do that? Because you, what if what if someone looks at you like? Oh. One of my staff told me once that they couldn't sit out in the food court without her phone because she'd look stupid. I'm like, what are you talking about? Or, what? or, or people that can't sit by themselves? Oh, don't get me started on that, man. I went to I went I was angry. I was just angry one day at someone, and I was just like, I walked out of the shop and like, whatever, I'm going. I went and I went and sat at time on the lakes, and I'm just like, and the chick's like, so table for two. I'm like, no, it's just one. And she's like, someone else coming? No, I just want to sit here by myself, mate. Mm-hmm. Like they expect you to, they they, they expect you to, and I'm like, oh, no, I just want to sit by myself. And they're like, cool, no worries. Where do you want to sit? And you sit in the corner. And man, I was just so happy being on my own. Yeah. And I don't care if people look at me and go, why is he sitting on his own? I don't care. Mm. 
I'm sitting on my own because I wanted to be on my own. Yep. And and I and in that in that respect, I don't care about your opinion. If you like, why can't you sit on your own if you want to? Look, if you want to go out for a coffee, and and none of your mates want to come, go for the coffee. Don't stop. You don't let other people's wants and needs stop you from want, doing your wants and needs. Like that's, I'm a big advocate. I think Zach was as well as of, of traveling, and I've traveled by myself all over the world, and. No one stopped me doing it, and I fucking loved it. Oh, if I was going to travel, uh, different obviously now that I'm married, but if I was going to travel when I was younger, I would much prefer to travel on my own. I liked going nightclubbing on my own. I like, like yeah. every time I've gone out um, nightclubbing or partying with other people, like, oh, bro, I want to go home, and you're like, oh, I don't want to go home though, like, and like, mm. oh, you can't, no, bro code, man, you got to stay. No, it's not. Like, if you want to go home, bro, go. No worries. Yeah. Like, why are you forcing this on me? I don't want to go home. I'm still yeah. partying. Yep, that's, I'm loving that. This is the question. Do you think boys and girls are equal? Oh, God. Uh, do you think boys and girls are equal? I think both both genders have their struggles and both genders have their uh, their benefits. Yep. So do I think they're equal? I, I think that they're equally as important. Yep. Do I think they're equal? No. Yep. In the respect that, like, let, let's just be, like, you can say you want to be equal, right? I don't understand why you want to be equal. I don't want to be able to do the things that women do, man. I do not want to be able to have a baby. I'm so glad I don't have to have one. Like that. But you know what? It's magical. And it's like, I'm so glad that women can do it. And, and, they, and there's so much stuff they do. Well, wh- why do men, what, all women, why do they want to be equal? Why, why would a woman want to be able to do the things that a man does. Like, if you want to do something that I do because I'm a guy, like, want to do it because you want to do it. Don't mm-hmm. want to do it because because a guy does it. Proving that they can do it almost. Yeah, like, do what you want to do, not because you're a male or a female. Do it because that's what you want to do. Yeah. And But the ones that are advocating for, for equal rights, I mean, there's, there's a lot of versions of this, of what equal rights are, but... Equal pay? Mm. Yeah. Yes, if you do the same job that a male does, yes, you should get paid the same. Yep. But uh, let's say you're on a on a mine site mm. and a guy's getting paid more than you and you're in the office and he's out uh, in, the, in the heat with, like, building stuff or, and he's getting paid more than you. Why, why complain about that? Yes, you both work on the mines. They're, they're different jobs. Yeah. And the guy's working hard, like, and he's going to have probably a shorter life than you because he's breaking himself. Mm. Uh then they probably should get more money than you. And the other way, if if a woman's doing a job that's that's uh, all right, let's say all right, so a woman, let's say a woman's a lawyer. Yep. And I'm a farmer, mm-hmm. just a worker. Yep. She spent six years at uni. She went through all the training. Should she get paid more than me? Hundred percent, she should. Yep. If I go and work as a receptionist at a law firm, should I get the same as her? No. No. Like um, so. Oh, equal rights. I don't like. I don't know. Like, like I said, they're equal. They're equally as important. Mm. I, I don't think that women should be more important than men, or men that should be more important than women. But I feel like sometimes that it's pushing that way. Like that, that it's pushing the opposite way now. Yeah. Like I get, I do get that we had to equal it out a bit. I mm. get that that men had it over it for a while. I, I don't agree with that. But I just hope it doesn't go too far the other way now, where you can't do anything right as a like, as a guy because women are doing that do you know what I mean yeah we're we're getting shame for just being us and I think that's 
bullshit. I also think um, the more we've tried to become equal and males and females try to switch roles, like I have nothing wrong with a guy staying at home and being hundred um, percent the the caretaker and, and the woman going to do the thing, like the alpha or whatever you want to call it. And I don't have anything against the the woman staying at home and the man going and providing. However, if I think there's two alphas or two people that are those successfully driven to go do stuff, or someone's trying to prove that they're better than the other one, the biggest thing I've seen is they're not as happy and their sexual energy and drive has declined. There's so many people that are complaining that they can't find a partner or that men are scum or that female are fucking ball busters and shit like that or that that males are wimps and bitches. If they just hone into your energy as a male being a, a masculine and like not dominant but you know having that masculine energy and a female being feminine and showing that femininity it's what's wrong with it it's it works it fucking works and always has I'm, I'm seeing a lot now of like oh even you can't even say anything about a girl you can't say like if someone says oh you kind of go up to a chick and say you're beautiful and they'll be like they go home like they might say thank you there and then i see it all the time you go i hear it like with conversations at work go that guy's a pig like he said my miss is beautiful like, we're a fucking pig like it, stay away like why? Because he said, like, what if a chick goes up and says to a guy, you're beautiful? Big deal. Mm. You're like, oh, thanks. Right? And But now, guys have been made into into the pig. If you if you talk to a chick at a nightclub, somehow it comes back. Like, if you go to a, a pub, I think it happened. It's, it, this stuff doesn't happen in Melbourne, man, because it's so big and no one cares mm. about what the other person does. That's what I found. Yeah. But in, in the smaller town, don't get me wrong, I love Mount Gambia, and the majority of the people are really good. Yeah. But... I just hear it all the time where where someone will say, oh, he was trying to hit on her. No, he wasn't, mate. He just held the door for her. He he just said hello. He he just helped her with her kid. He just helped her pick her pram up. He was not trying to hit on her. Mm. Like, where did you come up with that theory? Yeah, they always think it's that sexual advance. And it's like, no, boys can just be nice. <laughs> but, and, but it's getting to a point where you can't be. No. And you know what? I was actually driving along. Um, I think I, I was saying the missus there one day. I was driving along and there was a young girl walking on the side of the road and it was it was pouring down rain. And I said, do you know how sad it makes me that I can't stop and pick that girl up and say, oh, I jump in. Where are you going? You, you've got to let them walk in the rain. Yeah. You can't. If you did that, they'd either look at you like, like you're trying to, like you're trying this to guy pick wants up. something, and I get it. Yep. I get that people have done bad things, and that's why they like that. But I think it's really sad that we that everyone's being judged on that. Uh, like, and like, uh, you, you got to let her walk in the rain. And I'm just like, no, you cannot pick her up. Mm. I'm like that is so sad. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, and I don't know how it's happened. Like, I yeah. I mean, you could backtrack and say like that, but I think it's literally trying to become equal and I did air quotations there okay I get I understand why you want to become equal but for happiness I just it does not it I'm calling it it doesn't work not not the not every form of equal works no 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 what advantages do you think you get from being a male though I don't see the advantages yep I see What advantage do you get? I guess we're, we're stronger. Mm. That's an advantage. Yep. Uh, generally, there's some women that are stronger than men. So, so everything's sort of like, sort of like, 
it's not it's not a broad statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it is a broad, like you say, but uh, we're stronger. We're um, we can be we can be more dominant if we really force ourselves because of our strength. But that's not the way you would want to. That's not the way you'd want to win. Yeah. So so some people would use that as their advantage. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see the advantages. Okay. What, what, what do you What do you think? Uh, I think men run off logic and reason, but much more than females. Uh, they run off emotion. No, I think females run off emotion. Yeah, especially yeah, yeah, especially you know that's that's their hormones, and you know when they have their you know every month you know they become more emotional and more. That's just the menstrual cycle. That's just a part of them, and their body completely changes. And if I was a female, my body's fucking changing, and I'm more bloated and it fucking hurts I have every I think that's every reason to be more emotional yeah um boys don't have to deal with that um I I think as a, a male we get we have to earn our value and when we become valuable um we have the choice of what we want um I think girls have the power especially from being a young teenager into mid-20s they can choose who they want to sleep with, who they want to be with, what they want to do. They get things. I mean, a girl... They've got the upper hand on that. Off, a girl can fucking use their looks and make... Use, if you've got this advantage, fucking go for it. If you're a girl and you're hot, attractive, you can use your looks and sexualize the marketplace. You could fucking have... Okay, not, not I'm condoning it. and I mean, if you've got morals, but... At the end of the day, if you want to, if you want to do it, you could go on OnlyFans, sell pictures. You could then go on Instagram, sell pictures. There are so many ways you could find success. Say you use your prime as a female till you say 20, 23, 24, then just delete everything and you've set yourself up. That comes back to morality. If you want to, you know, show yourself and be vulnerable that way and see what people are going to say. But I don't see males like when I think we'll just think of pornography for a second. You're not going out and going off oh, like you're not looking at the dude, are you? No. No one is. Not even the chick. Not even the chicks. No, no. They're looking at how, how beautiful the girl is. And that, and that comes that to an advantage for the girl. So I mean, I guess the disadvantage there is, you know, the boys don't have that. Not that that's a major one, but that that's something there that people don't think about. And in, until you think about it, like fuck, yeah, that actually is a thing. Um, they know it. Even if they even if they don't want to admit it, they know it. They, I've never seen a guy walk up to a chick at a nightclub and go, "Hey, buy us a drink." Like, doesn't happen. It, a chick walks up and like that. They know they've got the power. They know it's because of, because their looks or because they're a female. Otherwise, you, you wouldn't walk, you wouldn't go up to someone and go, "Hey, buy us a drink." Mm. Like chicks do that, and hey, all power to them, mate. Do it. Hundred percent. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but don't say that. Don't don't say that you want equal rights and then go and ask a guy buy a drink. But then if a guy says to you, "Hey, buy us a drink," you're like, "Fuck off." Exactly. Exactly. And it goes back to what I've said in previous episodes: privilege is invisible to those who have it. So. Just like how we've got strength, we don't see that. Like you've just said, you don't see anything, but we are stronger. Yeah. You know what I mean? And girls like same thing. If they want to go get a drink from someone, they don't see it as a privilege. Just like, get me the fucking drink. <laughs> they don't say it like that, but you know what I mean? Anyway, we'll move on. That was that was good. Disadvantages? What, oh, yeah, go, what do you think is a disadvantage? Uh, I, I hate that. I, I hate the assumption that that any guy is doing something for it because they're a sleaze. Yep. I hate that... Um, I hate that, like, if a guy picks up their phone and, and there's a girl there like, is he taking a photo of me? No, he's mm. not, mate. He's looking at his fucking Facebook. Mm. He's probably bored. I, like, I, I hate that everything that someone does, uh, I've ne- I don't think I've told many people this story, and I'll put it out there. It's, it's pretty confronting, but uh, about two years ago, I 
there was three young girls that were like 16 and they came to the front of the shop and I knew I knew they were from I've seen them come there with like their carers and stuff so I knew they were from some sort of a disadvantage and, I, and one of the workers told me that I knew one of them parents kicked her out She's and she lives in this foster sort of system yep. that, none of them had a good life right and they were, they were standing at the front of the shop I said hey what's up and they're like oh well we're going to grab a pizza but we haven't got we haven't got enough money so we're just not going to and they didn't say it in a way where they were expecting me to give something because I wouldn't have because I hate when people expect stuff but they just sort of they, they just told the truth they said um Oh, we, we just don't have money, so we, that's they'll better walk off. I said, "Hey, don't stress. I'll, like, I'll give you a pizza." They're like, "No, no, no." I said, it, "Like, it's fine. There's three of you. A pizza ain't going to kill me. You, like, you're, you're not leaving here hungry." And that's something that was, I, I guess, has been installed in me since I was a baby. No one ever left my parents' house hungry. Mm. It was a typical wog setup. Yeah, like, yeah. you ain't leaving hungry. You're going to leave with a sore stomach from being full. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. ain't nobody leaving my place hungry. Literally, you could walk up to my place, anybody, and say, "Oi." I'm struggling. Any chance, give me a pizza. And I'll be like, no worries. Mm. All right? So I went out. So we gave these three girls a pizza. And they were in that system. And they'd gone back and told the story as a good thing. And I went out clubbing. And one of the girls in there, she's she's a piece of shit. But she's she's in that system, in with the carers. And she was drunk. And she's a menace when she's drunk. And she goes, uh, did you give some girls, some young girls, 16-year-old girls, free pizza? And I'm like, I don't know, probably why. Like, where, like I wasn't even thinking. I'm like, what? And she's like, you're an absolute fucking pig. And I'm like, what are you talking about, mate? Like, so the assumption that I did it for, a, like, I, I don't know the girls' names. I didn't ask for their phone. I didn't ask for anything for it. Mm. I'm like, oh, you're hungry. Here's a pizza. That's a natural reaction for me. The same as a natural, what I would love to be a natural reaction is, oh, there's a young girl walking in the rain. I'll pick her up and see if she needs a lift. So now... I've had to turn myself into what I would consider to be a worse person. Like, like you, you can't do those nice things for people yeah. on the assumption that you're going to be scrutinised. Uh, yeah, but like, I gave a girl a free pizza, man. Like, why did why did you have a go at me about that? Like, why why go and put that on your internet? Which she did. I'm like, why did you do that? Like, I was just being a nice person, but because you're a guy, or because like, I get that I'm a louder. I get that I'm loud and I get that I'm obnoxious and I, and I say stupid things to get reactions and that. It doesn't mean I'm a bad guy and it doesn't mean that I was trying to hit on these girls because I wanted... Like, I, if, if you had to come to me and go, so you gave her a pizza and you asked for her phone number, then I'd be like, all right, you're a pig. I didn't ask for anything. I didn't even ask her a name. I'm like, oh, hungry pizza. That's a, that's natural for me. Yeah. So the assumption that the guys are sleazy, and I, and I still see it. I see like a, a chill come up and go, Oh my god! I was going to the toilet, and that uh, that security guy's like, "Oh, said hey to me, like, oh, I like your dress. Maybe you just liked your dress, mate." Yeah. It's a fucking sad time. It it, it really is. It's just a, a good deed. Do you reckon that? So okay. Do you reckon that would happen in Melbourne? No, no one. Uh, but I, I don't think people would still uh, like stop on the side of the road to pick someone up because because there's a bit more fear in Melbourne. There is probably, a, a, I don't know about percentage-wise, but there's a lot more bad people because it's a bigger town. Yep. So a, a young girl would probably be taught in Melbourne, do not get into a car with a stranger. And, yep. I, get, and I get it, yep. right? Uh, but like if a pizza, if a guy come in, if, if a chick come into a pizza shop and someone said he's a pizza, they just walk out with a pizza. Mm-hmm. Like they wouldn't, no, it wouldn't happen in Melbourne. Yep, yep. 
What do you think most people are doing wrong in their day-to-day life? Caring too much about other people's opinions. Yep. He's one. Uh, like I said, people are scared to do something for a rejection. Mm-hmm. And instead of going, uh, I got rejected 10 times, but I, but I, I went through once. Yep. You know, uh, I think it'd be the same thing, like even in the gyms, like lift and lift, lift until you fail. Like, it's not a bad thing if you fail. Mm. So you get there. So caring too much about other people's opinions. Um, talking shit about other people that you, that you know nothing about. And it seems to be, like, I say it happens here. And like I said, don't get me wrong. Like, the majority of the people in Gambia are good people. Yep. You know, there's, there's like... Even I was listening to your to your podcast with like Benny Hood, and he's saying, was it him that was saying that he donates like twenty five percent of his time to charity? Yeah, I was like, that made me want to become a better person. I'm like, hey, hang on a minute, twenty five percent that's that's a long that's a that's a big stint. I'm like, oh, I need to do more things. Like, yeah. So so I get that right, but talking shit about other people, uh, the like you hear a rumor, you'd be like, oh, I don't know, like you just hear something. And it gets the it, it gets the old Chinese whispers going, yeah, yeah. and by the time it gets back to where it needed to be, so fuck the same as the pizza story. It went from having a piece that are trying to pick up a chick or like whatever it got back to, yeah. And 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 then it'll get to like to the to the other to some household and going, oh, you know what? That guy at the pizza shop was trying to hit on this girl by giving him pizzas. No, mm. don't talk shit, mate. Mm. But and it's not just about me. I, I hear it in so many other things, and I literally don't believe what most people say. People will come to me and go. Oh, do you know this happened the other day? Like this guy was trying to hit onto that girl, or this guy uh, tried to bash. I'm like, very rare that someone just tries to go and bash somebody. Mm. What did that guy do wrong? Like, where, where's the rest of the story here? I don't believe what you're saying. Yeah. So, talking shit is something that, and believing shit. Like, everyone knows like that 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 f- fake stories go around, but then, and they're sort of all against it. And then when they hear one, they're like, "Oh, did that happen? Hang on, stand back, mate." Think about what's just happened in the last 10 years of your life where you go, oh, that person talks shit. Think, ask yourself, can it be shit? Mm. Well, like, grow some balls and go to the person that, and say, hey, did you do this? Like, does it, yeah. did you really do this? And you, and you go, no. Like, no, that didn't happen. This is how it happened, Yeah. right? And if you actually went to the person that it happened to, that would tell you the same story. But you've listened to all these Chinese whispers bullshit. Uh, yeah, so I think that's I think they're the two things that that people do wrong. Funny you say that because that's such a like a, the Chinese whispers is such a, a good way to put it. Because if it, like people listening, if you don't think this is true, literally just say how to make a cake. And if I told you how to make a cake and what I say, you're, you're, how you're going to deliver it to the next person is going to be different. They're going to make it different, 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 different. It comes back. I think it's like after three or four people. The way to make the cake has been completely fucking skewed. The way to make the cake was to pick up a heap of mix and throw it on the floor and you have a cake. <laughs> it's, it's... But that's what I mean. If, if you said that to the next person, my instructions are, com- are completely bullshit. So, it, 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 like you said, you've got to go go listen to what the person... Don't shoot the messenger. Like, okay, you can, you know, say the messenger said X, Y, Z. Go find out what the horse's mouth actually said and make the like oh okay so that's what you've actually said not this person said that this person said that hearsay is fucking anyone's welcome to come up to me at any time and ask any question and I will give you the truth and this is like my own private business I've got nothing to do with you yep. but I'll just tell you how it happened 
Because mm. I don't believe that I actually do anything bad enough to go, oh, geez, you can't fucking tell anyone you did that. Like, like come and ask me. What, 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 like, go and ask anybody. Walk up to them and say, did this really happen? And they'll tell you the truth. Mm. Mm. So on the, other, on the other side of the coin, what do you think people are overlooking? So what are they not doing enough of? What do people overlook? People... People overlook how hard it is to be successful. Yep. People think, people look at the end result. I think it's natural. I'm not saying people are bad for it, but people overlook how hard it is to be successful and how much you got to do mm. and how much heartache and, and, and how much time you have to spend away from your family. And they give you, they, they give you shit about it on the way up. Like people want to bring you down. Um, yeah, I think where people really overlook how hard it is to be successful. Mm-hmm. Everyone sees the end result. They're like, or they'll see the Ferrari and they're like, his dad gave him that. Yeah. His dad, what do you mean his dad gave it to him? How do you know that? Like, go and ask him. <laughs> yeah. Your dad gave you this. Like, what did you do? Tell me, you go up to somebody, literally, you could walk up to somebody at Ferrari and say, mate, I don't want to take up all, all your day, but but I love your car. Start them with a comment. Go, I love your car. T- give me give me two tips on what I've got to do to, to get a car like this. Mm. And and literally, the, the guy who, whose dad bought it for him, he's probably so far stuck up anyway. He'd just be like, "I oh, know my dad bought it for me." You know, like that, and he don't give a fuck. He's like, right? And they're happy about it. They're like, hey, "You gotta get a dad like more, right?" Or they'll go, "Right, here's here's two tips." Not many of them would ever walk away from you and go, "Mate, fuck off." Yeah. Like, walk up to him and ask him. They'll be like, "Mate, you need to work hard." Like, like what Andrew Andello said to me. I had to get on my knees for this. Like, yeah. this is what you need to do, mate. You need to work hard. Walk up to that person and ask him, don't presume that the worst all the time. Don't presume the worst. Presume. Mm. If people presume the best in people and work back from there, you know, I'm a bit older than you, but there used to be a commercial with Amy Insurance when Amy Insurance first came out. Yeah. And they said, um, this really made me think and it stuck in my head. Not much sticks in my head because I'm pretty stupid, but... Uh, uh, Amy Insurance used to have a commercial that said, everybody starts on a rating one with us and you work backwards from there because the old way of insurance used to be you start on a, whatever it was, rating five. Mm. And if you're good for so many years, you come up. Mm. Amy Insurance was the opposite. And they had this big commercial going, Amy Insurance, you, everybody's uh, like starts on a rating one. And I'm, and then I've sort of lived my life by like, oh, yeah, Mo, yeah, he's a, like... Never done it on me, good bloke. And then prove to me that he's done something. Like, you prove me you've done something wrong. And then you might go to a two, three. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to put you on a, on, a, on a lower rating in my book because somebody else said something. Said something. Like, I, don't, I don't believe you. That's fucking gold, man. That's really, really good. I wish more people would be like that. Because I can just think of people right now that have no idea, like, they've never talked to me, but I know they think I'm a fuckhead, and I don't really care, but it's like, just talk to me. You know, a lot of people think, not you, but a lot of people think you're a fuckhead, or, or that someone's a fuckhead, because they're more successful, or they saw something that they did, uh, that they didn't like, or, like, and, and you just judge them on that one thing. Mm. Like, you don't, you don't look at the other things that they do, like... Even even multi millionaires like the biggest the biggest companies like they don't go around going like look at like Elon Musk right? I hear people say oh, fucking you know, he's this and he's that like he's got a lot of money like what does he need it all for you don't know what charities he, he donates to you don't know how how much he looks after people you see a little bit of bullshit on the internet that like he's got these five misses and they're like 
if that's what he wants, that's his problem. Let him do that. Mm. But um, there's no way that he's got all that money and does nothing good with it. Yeah. Um, there's no way that he's not going to a restaurant and leaving a two grand tip. Like, but he doesn't go on the internet and go, "Wait." Just went to his restaurant, left bloody old waitress three grand. You know, she had no rent money. I was like, I'm the man. Like people just do things because they want to do it. Like, yeah. But people see the bad a lot quicker than they see the good. Oh, and they hold on to the bad always. My, my one of my old bosses used to say, "You can sell ten bulls that are good. You sell that same farmer one bull that's bad, and you and and you're the bloke who sold the bad bull." Fuck. Yep, I fully agree. Here we go. Tell me about your biggest setback. Uh, in business, it's your episode, Vince. My my biggest, I think every setback is your biggest setback until until you get over it, right? And I'm pretty good at getting over things. I'm pretty good at getting back on the horse, so to speak. Um, I think my biggest setback that I can think of would would be the shit that was talked about me in this town mm-hmm. and the stories that were made up just by by people who who, I don't, I, like, I don't even know why they did it. There's been people that I've sacked that have gone and gone, oh, I had to leave there because Vince was doing this, Vince was doing that. And then their parents are coming, you do this and that. And like, I sacked her because she did this. Here's the cameras. You watch it. And then they'll be like, fuck, sorry, man. I'll go and sort her out. But no one tells that. But no one goes back and goes, oh, my daughter uh, was telling a bullshit story. The, the bad story comes out, never the good, because they don't want to make make people look like shit. So my biggest setback is probably the, the shit that got talked about me in the town. And I get it, you know, when I was a new guy in the town, I come in with a pizza shop, and like I said, I'm loud and I'm obnoxious, mm, and, I, mm. and I say, I'll just say the stupidest thing, just random things, just for a funny reaction, right? Yeah. And it's very different, because I was brought up in Melbourne, I was brought up around those loud, obnoxious people yep. uh, that, that, like, that, that didn't care. I get when you come into a town like this, you can be judged on it, but the, but the stories become a Chinese whisper and they become absolute lies. And the lies, you know, like it's hard to explain, but like you know, how I say a lot. Of, I don't give a fuck about other people's opinions. Mm. I don't, and then I really do. Yeah, like I, I care if somebody thinks that I did something bad to somebody because I, I I don't want to hurt people. Mm. Like and and I care because my family have to walk around and and think. Like, why are people judging us, like, on, on bullshit stories that somebody told because I sacked their friend or because uh, because I sacked their daughter or whatever, you know, like... So my biggest setback is probably the shit that was talked to me about in this town, but I'm, I'm, I'm really... Like, there's a couple of times where I just wanted to sell a shop and go, fuck this, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Because of... And then you got to look that there's so many good people in the town too... And you have to concentrate on them and you have to get back on your horse and you have to keep going because if you let those people bring you down, uh, well, you've lost, number one, and I hate losing. Mm. And and that, and even worse than me losing means they won. Yeah. Out, out of talking shit, out of, out of no truth. And I, I thought, when all the shit was getting talked about with me in town, I thought, like, no one will ever support us again. But the... And it just shows that the majority of the people are good because our business is, is massive now. Like we're probably we're probably one of the one of the bigger takeaway shops in town. Like we put out we're putting out four or five hundred meals a day. It's like it's massive, and and it just shows that some of, some of the people that that hear bad stories, they're like, we know he didn't do that, and we will support him. And they go even harder on supporting you. Mm. But and then but the shit people are always going to be shit people. And and like I say, um, it's not. 
it's not the town. It's just certain people because there's so many good people in this town. Yeah, yeah. But but because it's a small town and because people like the the bad stories are always better to tell than the good stories. Oh God, yeah. And and they're always, and they're always like more shocking and more like reaction and so so they get out quicker. But uh, no one comes across and goes, "Oi, Vince just like Vince just gave the, like there was." I don't want to say names or anything, but like there was like someone, well, their parents had cancer, and one of our friends were helping raise money, and I'm and like I'll just I messaged all the girls at work, and I'm like, oh, you're right, if I give away the tip jar, and they're like, yeah, sweet. No one goes around telling that. They're just like, oh, we saw Vince out at an club and he was talking to this girl, and he was trying to hit on her. No, he wasn't, mate. I was just talking to her because maybe she got a pizza from me, or mate, like, oh, it, it eats me up, man. I'm like, why? Mm. So the biggest setback was was. People talking shit, but it made me a stronger person, and it and it makes and it, and it makes me appreciate the good people even more. Yeah, yeah. What excites you? Going home to my family. Yeah, going home to my daughter. Like I said, I've got an apartment here, so I don't get to go home all all the time. So going home to to see my daughter uh, excites me. Um. Other people's success excites me. Yeah, I love watching successful people. Never, do, never do I look at a successful person going, "Fuck that, I've got to beat them." I look at that successful person and go, "How, how did that happen?" Yeah. So I watch other people's success. I watch like the big cafes, and I watch the the the, the bigger muscular people. I'm like, what do they do to get that? Yeah. So other people's success excites me, and, and like, I, I never look down on it and go, "Oh, fuck that, they're better," or they got more. I'm like. I love that. I love it. Like I, I love it. That's awesome. You said earlier on that you're a bit of a foodie. I love food, man. Me and my missus literally, <laughs> we'll go to Melbourne just to eat. Yeah. Like I and, can relate. Yeah, I can bro, relate. And I love, uh, I love, <clears throat> not because I can actually eat a lot, but I love all you can eat. Yeah. Because I love like the high class all you can eat. There's mm. one at the casino called the Conservatory. Oh, mate. I've had the buffet breakfast. I felt sick. It's hectic. And you go there and like, I just love getting one tiny piece of it and going, oh my God, that tastes so good. And like, how do you make a, a buffet taste good? Like it's sitting there like at respect to those chefs, man. Yeah. And like, how do they do that to make it so good? Like, the, um, yeah, you, you just go into place and you think, Jesus, they can cook. And I love eating it. But, I never love having a big plate of one thing. Yeah. I just love little things. And there's another place upstairs at Crown called Silks. Mm -hmm. It's like an Asian restaurant, but a real high class one. And I've never actually been there on my own, but when I was with the market gardeners, they they go play in, play their, in their mahogany room and then they'd go over to Silks and there'd be like 20 of us. And the, the little waitress would come in and say, oh, can I take your order? And he's like, bring food, mate. Lots of it. And he just he'd hand her a water cash, and they'd just bring table loads of food, man, and on big stands, and everyone's just picking little things and tasting little things, and you're like, whoa, that's so cool. So, are you, are you more of a sweet or a savoury? Oh, both. I, I I love. I go so hard on the savoury, then I'm like, oh fuck, I still need to eat the sweet. Do you know, we went to a pub in Rome the other day. <laughs> And we ate so much food, man. And, and I was like, oh, I'm full. And then a the waitress comes around and she goes, oh, did you want any desserts? And we're like, I'm like, oh, dessert. Oh, 
full. No, I could have dessert. Like, I, was with me, I was with my daughter and, and the wife. And then uh, it was real funny. Like, I'm like, oh, should I get that one? I said, bring us one of each. Bring everything. Mm, and mm. she's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, bring us everything. Cassie's like, you're unstoppable, man. So, and it got there. And we didn't eat it all, but I, I wanted to eat a little bit off each one. And then I was in the toilet throwing up. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to the toilet. She goes, you're so weak. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. Like, I was full, man. I was so full. Yep. But I just, I, I love the taste of all those different things so yep. much. Yeah, yeah. Has there been anything that's kept you up at night? Uh, has there been anything that's kept me up at night? Oh, yeah, there is. There's one thing I really hate doing. Mm-hmm. sacking people and if I know I've got to sack someone not so much even with this joint even when I was on the mines like even my, even with my big boss ringing so they need to go I can't sleep really? I, I'm, because they got, these people are families yeah. man yep. and even, even if they're the shittest worker I'm like I'd love to be in a company even now where you could just go oh well find another joint for him but it's too small of a place to go we can't carry people who, who don't who don't give yep. as, as much as they can yep. or aren't good at something. Like, it'd be like hiring a really shit chef and you go, oh, well, they're not good, but just, I don't know, put them over there cooking chips and we'll get someone else to do their job. You can't do it. And if you've got to get rid of someone, you just think, like, I can't actually survive in this business having them, but oh, but they've got to go home and tell them this they don't have a job. And what if they've got a house? And what if they've got rent to pay and their kids? Like, I'm really... I'm really big on the kids. I'm like, I've got, I've got a kid. Mm. And like, I would never, if she said to me, daddy, I'm hungry and, and, I, and I couldn't feed her, I'd be like distraught. Like that's the yep. manlyhood. Yep. Like, so I hate sacking people. That really, like really gets to me. I know I've got to do it and I, I will go in and do it, but oh, I just hate it. Even, and even if they're a bad person, even if they've just been a prick for the last two weeks, like if they're really bad, I'm just like out. But even if they're just like not performing and they're only putting in half, and I, I'm just, I'm still like, these people are families, man. Do you give them a second chance, or is it one and done? No, no, I'll give a lot of chances. Okay, I'll, I'll give a lot of chance, and I'll try and find something for them. But you've got to show me that you want it, and you've got to show, you've got to put in the effort, mm. because um, one bad person can bring the whole team down, yep. and, and it makes the other boys like the boys that are putting in the big effort, and then they go. Mate, you're paying me the same you're paying him. Yep. He did fuck all all day. Why am I? Do- and then they'll come backwards. They'll they'll come back to that. Yep. N- not all of them. Some of them are just high achievers. Mm. I'm not saying all of them do that. But you'll get a few in the team that do that, and you're like, hang on. So now I've got three bad people. Yeah. Yep. So and if you so you, you have to get them out, but it still eats me up. What is an unpopular opinion you have? Oh, fucking all of them. <laughs> Everything I say, people are like, are you fucking serious? But I, I, like, I, I can't even, I can't even pick one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, you know what? No one's, no one's ever going to be happy. You're never going to be able to please everybody. No. So, I, I'm happy to just voice my opinion. If you don't like it, don't like it. And and if you've got something morally against it, I've got nothing against you coming up to me and saying, hey, you can't, you can't do that. Because that's bad, and I'll be like, "Yeah, it probably is." So I should stop doing that. I've got nothing against you coming up me and having a go at me about it, 
But if I, if I really believe in it, I'm going to have a go back and say, mm. no, bullshit. Mm. So well, most of my opinions are unpopular. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't really have one, I guess. Yep, yep, yep. I think, like I was saying before we started this, I don't think there's anything wrong with opinions. It's just how, what your view of the opinion is. So like whether you're for or against it, I think that's where the issue arises. But, um, and uh, like you said, you're not going to please everyone. There's, I don't think there's one thing I can think of right now that everyone can agree on. Even if we just say who's the best basketball player of all time, some people are going to say Michael Jordan, some people are going to say Kobe, some are going to say LeBron. No one, and, I mean, that's just one thing. It's like, what's the best fucking ice cream flavor? There's no, there's nothing that people are all going to say, yep, that's right. Yep. I can't say that. Yeah, so... I just have my opinion, and, and if you don't like it, don't like it. But, but like I said, anyone can come up to me at any time. Mm. I, I love when people come up to me and say and and hit me up on something I've said. I'm like, yeah, no worries. Like that, this is why it's my opinion. Like you don't have to agree with it. Mm. And you, we're not. If you give me your opinion and it's opposite the mine, I'm probably not going to agree with it. But I'll turn around and go, hey, I respect that. And, and like I said before, if it's not hurting my family, it's not hurting someone else's family or or kids or something like that. I've got nothing against it. Yep. But so, and your opinion is your opinion, and like, go with it, man. Like, yep. and, and if I hate your opinion on something, and I don't want you to hang around me, I'll tell you that. Yep. But but you don't have to. Be, you, why do you care if I want you to hang around me? Go hang around someone else who's got the same opinion. Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> do you read? Uh, I don't. I don't read because it doesn't sink in. Like I'll I'll, I'll literally read a book and go, oh fuck, I just read right. <laughs> yeah. it, it does sink in when I do it in audio. Okay. It does sink in when I watch, um, like, I'll, I'll find something I'm interested in at the time, like we are talking about crypto before, so I'll look up crypto and I'll study it on, on YouTube and I'll and I'll get lots of people's, lots of different people's opinions mm-hmm. and actually know something about it, yep. and I'll, I study like that, yep. or, and I'll go and ask, I'll go and ask somebody that's that's better at it than me. Yep. Like, yep, that's doing it. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So what, what do you list, so apart from crypto, what other things interest you? Uh, heaps of stuff to do with with cooking and 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 business and growing and uh, I listen to Jordan Peterson. Have you ever heard his stuff? Yeah, I love him. He's he's so he's so raw and he he one hundred percent does not give a fuck about no. your opinion no. or anybody else's. And he says it how it is. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, he he is not like fuck you. He's like yeah, sweet. That's your opinion, and you're also entitled to that. Mm. And he became and, and he became famous because of opinion and I nearly I nearly agree with most of the stuff he says mm. Mm. yeah he's yeah he's, he's very... so, and he's so smart and the way he puts it across he's just like man if I had my opinions and your intelligence I'd be fucking dangerous <laughs> <laughs> some of the some of the way he says stuff you just like you, you can even think back to a time when you had an opinion on something and go if I voiced it like that oh yeah people would just be like even if you didn't know what you see, you'd be like, fuck that sound, that's smart. Yeah, he gets the message across so well. And his, like, tone and just the way he articulates his words, his pauses and stuff are just so convincing. And, and he doesn't interrupt. No. And, he, like, it, he's, he's, in, he's in groups of massive feminist groups and stuff like that. And, and, they'll just, and he sits there and lets me have the opinion and he'll go, this is why I disagree with it. And this is what the studies show. Mm. And, and these, these women... Even, even some men are just getting angry at me. He's like, he doesn't care. No. He's like, this is my opinion, man. I'm not changing it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to sugarcoat it because you said so. Yeah, he yeah he doesn't sugarcoat. That's exactly right. Is there anything you generally don't understand? Like, 
things that just do not make sense to you? Why? I don't understand why people want to bring people down. Yep. I feel like I feel like people want to find the negative in people instead of the positive. Mm. But I also think, just thinking of it now, I also think that depends who you hang around. If you hang around good, positive people, they'll bring you up and they don't look for that bad thing. Yeah. But like I said before, unfortunately, the, the, the negative opinion is louder than the positive. Yeah. Yeah, I fully agree. So I don't understand that. I don't understand why people compete. Like even in, oh, I suppose even in business, I, I don't compete against that. Like I don't go to the other pizza shops and go, how many pizzas are they doing? Like I've got to do more than that. Like I look at, I literally look at my records from the same time last year and I compete with myself. Yes. I don't understand why you want to beat him. Why do you want to beat him? Beat you. Make you better. Make your company better. Because his pizza shop is different to my pizza shop. He's selling a different pizza to me, man. Like I've never based my pizzas on, on Mount Gambier pizza. Not that there's anything wrong with them because they're all going well too. Mm. But, but I've based it on what I learned from my boys in Melbourne. So, so I'm competing with me and I'm learning off, off people who, who I want my product to be like theirs. But I don't, I don't walk past another pizza shop or another, another cafe and go, Fuck that! I'm gonna. I will destroy these people ever. Even though people have said that that's what I've told, what I've said, I never have. Staying in your lane, stay in your lane, and compete with yourself, and make yourself better every time. And because if you're if you're spending time concentrating on what other people are doing, how can you possibly make yourself better? Bang, hundred percent. Concentrate on what you're doing, and then look at what you're doing wrong. Because I'm doing a hundred things wrong, man. Like, and and figure it out, and, and go okay, so this part of my business isn't growing or this part of my life or, or leisure isn't growing. How do I fix, how do I fix that in me? Mm. Like, how do I get me and my missus to work better together? Like, like, why do I need to be better than his missus? Like, compete with yourself. That is solid. Here we go. Now, this is interesting. I'm interested to see what this is. When was your biggest loss? Oh. <sighs> I think I said before, every loss is your biggest loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, my biggest loss. I don't know. Like, there's never been one big loss. Every loss is your biggest loss till you get up and get and get back on your horse, man. Like, but if you can teach yourself that mentality, nothing becomes a big loss. You just like fucking bang, gone, lost, go do the next thing, or or make that better. I, don't, I can't remember a time where I've had my biggest loss. The, if I had to think of, of one time, I'd probably say my biggest loss was when, was when me and my missus broke up. Mm-hmm. It was all like, it was all like handy at the start. You're like, yeah, you know, the grass was green on the side. You're like, bloody single now. But then you, you look back, you look at it and you go, this is not what I want to do. Like, this is, I want my, I want my missus back. Like, and then you work on that. That That's probably my biggest loss. But we broke up for a while. We had, Massive business stresses and all this sort of stuff, and we were we were apart for a while, but so happy now that it's the other way. Yeah. If I had to think of one loss, but uh, I've always been to not dwell on the negative and go with the positive. So if if you have a loss, you can either get out of bed in the morning and go, oh fuck, this happened, that happened, or you can go right, what do I do to fix this? Mm. If if you if you spend too much time dwelling on the negative. It'll become negative, or if you if you want to find a way to make it better, it'll you'll make it better. How did you train yourself to not focus on the negative? 
I just got into a, I just I just found a way to get in, into a mindset of like even in the morning, like I hate the fucking cold, right? I hate it. Yeah. And you know, like when you pull that blanket over your shoulder, you're like, oh, it's fuck, it's cold. So, and then I've, I've taught myself to go, you, you know, you have to get out of bed eventually, right? So whether it's now or in 10 minutes, you you have to get out of this bed. Mm. Get out of it now. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's the same thing like, uh, it's the same thing that I, that I use in business, same thing that I use in life. Like people come up to me and, and they're like, oh, they're in bloody the worst situation because they broke up with their missus. And I'm like, hey, I get that it hurts, right? Mm. And I'm not saying there's plenty more fish in the sea. Like, that's one saying you could live by. But do you think you're going to get back with her? No, she will never get back with me. Right. So you can dwell on this for six months and then you're going to get over it. And and you haven't got a whole lot of six months in your life. There's not, there's not too many of them. Or you can go, I need two or three days to recover from this and I have to get up and go. So you, you can live by that. You can go, right, I've got to get over it eventually. I'll get over it sooner rather than later and do what I've got to do because it has to happen. It has to happen eventually. So I've just, I've just taught myself that way. That's, like you said, because I see a lot of people that are, are dwellers and if I did and I should have and stuff like that and it's hard for people to, to realise that, like, I mean, it's not that everything happens for a reason, but if it was to be, it was to be. You know, and like, I don't know, something's just in my head like it's, it's, that's a, a really strong trait of yours that, I don't know, it's, let's just fucking move on, get over it. Yeah, it's going to happen. If you look at, no matter how old you are, you've had bad things happen in the past, you broke up with your missus, you've, you've, a girlfriend's left you for another guy, there's, all these things have happened, right? And nearly every time you talk to nearly anybody, they go, I'm so glad that happened, man. Like, look at the wife I've got now. Look at the missus I've got now. Mm. Look at the family I've got now. Look at my beautiful daughter. Like, so uh, I've, I've lost jobs, man. I've been, like, I've lost jobs. I've gone, fuck, I, I cannot believe I fucked that up. Where am I even? And it's every time I've gotten better. I've gotten a better job. I've gotten a better fight. So you, you look at the past to dictate the future and you go, every time it's got better. So, so this just happened. I just lost my job. I can dwell on it for like three months and, and go broke. Or I can quickly go find another job, even if it's a shit job, and go. I'll get the shit job because I'm gonna, and then I'll just work on the better one. Mm. So it always works out better. So you have to think about what's happened in the past and go right. So I can make this work. Is it now or is it in six months? Yeah, you choose. And I think if you look back and say, like you know, if we're going to a relationship or business, what was I doing that made it not work? And then that's almost the teacher to say, well, don't fucking do that again. Yeah. What's the best compliment you've ever received? Oh, man, any compliment to me is good. <laughs> I, love, I love attention. And, I, and just the smallest things, man, like when someone comes up and goes, mate, you have got the best pizzas in town, I'm like, bang. Not because the best pizza, because it's, it's, a, it's a success for me. And I, I feel like I haven't had a, oh, you know, like even in Bullroyd, I wasn't a good Bullroyd, I was shit at it, right? But I loved it, I loved the life. And like when I find that thing that I'm good at, mm. I'm just like, bang, like, and I love it. And I love the recognition for it. Uh, when people tell me my daughter's beautiful, oh, or when people tell me I'm a good dad, mm. like, what I, if, take everything away from me now, mm. everything, I just want to be a good dad. That's, if you said you only got one thing left that you're going to be good at, I want to be a good dad because that's the most important thing in my life, my daughter, my family, my wife, they're the most important. Like, so 
when someone says that you're a good dad, I'm like, done. I'll, I'll take it. Um, yeah, when people love our food, when people like say, oh my God, you've grown this business so well. I'm like, cool. Not because I've grown the business, because it's like it's a success and people, I don't know, I, I just love talking to people. I love when they say good things. Like, you say anything good about anything, I'm happy. Yeah. I, I hate when people come to me with shit, with negative stuff, about, even if it's about someone else. Come to me and tell me how good another business is. I'm like, yeah, that, that's cool. Mm. Like, anything, anything. Yeah, yeah. We're coming to an end, man. That was a fucking good chat. I didn't even get into the bull riding. I'm kind of, can we, can we quickly touch on the bull riding? So yeah. how did you get into bull riding? So, <laughs> so I lived in Melbourne. Uh, met up with a mate that sort of had a little bit of farmland and had a bit of horse and that. And he took me to a place called the Buck and Bull in Melbourne. Yep. And I had these cowboys there. Um, the, every every Saturday night, they used to bring their bucking machine, and they used to like just get people on it. We get on the piss, get on the bucking machine, and I'm like, like, what are you doing? They're like, we're bull riders. I'm like, actual bull riders. Like, I never heard of it. Yeah. Like, what? You, like an actual bull rider? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Everyone says they'll do that until they get on a bull and they fucking shit themselves. And I'm like, no, I will do that. And then, and they're like, sweet. Geelong Rodeo's uh, in about three weeks. Here's your entry forms. I'm like, yeah, no worries. So got down there, got on this bull, and just, I was like, fuck, we're in trouble here. But you can't, I'm listening to this story, I'm like, people, most people say they're fucking doing it. I'm like, fuck, I am doing it now. No way. There's no way I'm backing down from this. And I started it, and then I sort of, I went to a few rodeos with them. I was like, oh, okay, no, no worries. And they sort of become like a family, and I loved that, I loved that closeness. I loved the, the family of the rodeo, and I love going there and seeing those those people. And I loved, uh, I love the attention you get as a, a cowboy at a rodeo. He's like a, he's like bloody, uh, fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger at a weightlifting in the company. Yeah. Like, or, or like Tom Cruise at a, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like all eyes on him. Yeah. And yeah. I, and and I love the attention. Yeah. And 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 I guess in the first little bit it started as the attention, but then I, I loved the life. I loved that rodeo. I loved that. I love jumping on a horse and roping some roping some steers, and I loved. I went up to the territory and I started. Uh, I worked on a cattle station up there while I was while I was riding up there. Mm-hmm. I loved that life, and I just fell in love with it. Fuck, I got hurt along the way. I was going to say, what injuries? What injuries you get? Everything. I've broken my leg twice, my shoulders, my ribs, my toes. Uh, I was at the chiropractor the other day, and he's like, "Yeah, there's a bit out," and I'm like, I told him the story, and he's like, "Fucking hell!" He actually said, "He goes, you're actually in pretty good nick for someone who rode bulls for long." I'm like. Yeah. Is there, do you remember one ride that was, that's the fuckedest thing? Yeah, so uh, Portland Rodeo, a uh, bull called Cinch Up, and they said, watch out, he's a headhunter, which means, because you've got to ride so far over the front, like you've got to stay close to the head, but you've got to miss their head, like, so you push your chest out to try and stay away from the head. And he had, he was a, he was a headhunter, he used to look back and try to hook you with his horn, and I just thought, if you push your chest out far enough, you'll stay away from it, but he got me. And uh, he knocked me out. So he put that scar there. Yeah. And it went through my through my lip and into my mouth. But so I don't remember any of it. But I wake up in a hospital and the nurse is like, "I said, what, what's going on here?" And she's like, "Do you know what's happened?" I said, "No." She said, "Do you know where you are?" I said, "No, I know where I should be." And she said, "Well, <laughs> the bull knocked you out." And I said, "I've never got on the bull yet. Like, I, I, oh, I, we, haven't, we haven't got there yet." And she's like, "Yeah, just sit there and chill, mate." So they had to stitch up all my face and. So it knocked me out, uh, and he's and and it came back and was just like they've shown me videos. I was having a seizure; it hit me so hard I had a seizure, and this thing was just smashing me up. And I had judges on top of me. I had 
Um, bullfighters trying to get this thing off. My missus jumped the arena and she was like, fuck off. She was trying to push the bull away. And the bullfighters, they hate that. They're like, fucking hell, we've got more people to protect. Like, get out. So, uh, yeah, it was, when I watched the video, I'm like, I cannot believe I'm alive. But, Holy and, fuck. And you just respect to the people, like the bullfighters. They're like, they take it, man. They get in and they jump on you. And they're like, you want to hurt someone, hurt me. Wow. What was the name? Cinch Up. Cinch Up. Cinch is like a brand, like a cowboy brand. Oh, okay. Yeah, Cinch Up. Fuck you, Cinch Up. Fuck you. All right, man. Uh, is there anything that you wanted to ask? Uh, sorry, is there anything you wanted me to ask you, but I didn't? N- no, you covered it well. Is there anything you want to ask me? Yes. Okay. What's the What's the biggest thing you've learned from doing this? Um, funneling information is the best thing you can do. Don't. Don't withdraw or hold things. Sharing is key. Yeah. So even if like <clears throat> like like Zach gave a, a lot of nutrition advice and dieting advice or lifting advice, um, we've had uh, Molly gave really good business advice. You've given awesome advice as well. Like there's just, there's so much you can learn from this. I don't understand why. And it, it, a lot of people think it's like, here's five tips to fucking do something quicker or stuff like that. It's literally... If I could say anything, it's be consistent, keep doing the work, and one day that will involve, evolve into what you want. And so what I think I'm doing from this is getting so many different people's perspectives, different business people, different... It's not It's not just like big names in Mount Gambia. There's a lot of... A guy that I'm about to do after this one, I've... Not to talk shit on you, I've never heard of this guy, but I'm sure what he's going to say, it's, it's going to be awesome. Like, I, I don't... Asking and talking to people brings so much value. Why withhold information? I don't understand why people withhold information unless it's... Because they're scared of people's opinion. Who fucking cares about what people think? Everyone, except me. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's what I mean. It's... it's... <sighs> is, is there anything you've changed your mind on because of the podcast? Like, is there anything where people have gone, said something, you're like, well, that's actually, that's actually better. That's actually, like... Yeah, is there something you changed your mind on because you've heard so many people say it? The the main thing that I've and I I, I believe it. It's hard work. You've got to work hard. Whatever you're doing, like I don't I don't believe in like I'm a I'm a fucking teacher and I don't believe in the education system. And yeah. what like what I've just said, you've 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 confirmed is that the successful people. If that's what, if that's the route you want to go to, if you want success, go chase it. Yeah, don't. Don't you don't have to go be a teacher, doctor, lawyer, and I think the schooling system is it's failing this generation. I think I've changed my mind on a fair few things, and it's if not, I was more like sitting on the fence, and it's more confirmed it, which is you have fucking no idea what someone's going through, what someone thinks, what someone believes, until you talk to that person. Do you know I said that to one of my staff the other day? Some a guy come up. He had to wait five minutes for a coffee and he, he slammed, he, he put his hand on the bench and he hit the bench and he goes, give me my money back and I will not be coming here for three months. That took what, and he was so rude, right? And I stood there and looked at him. I knew, I know the guy. And then uh, when he walked away, one of the girls said, please tell me you're going to ban him from coming here. I said, his wife just died, mm. right? He's in, a, he's in a bad way. I've never seen him act like that. Mm. And next time I guarantee you he's going to come up and apologize to me. But 
so so you don't know any of that. You just think it's a rude guy. Yeah. What you don't know is his wife just died. He's on his own. He's really struggling in life. So and, and it makes you think like, what's the, what's the next person like? The other person that was rude. Why are they doing that? And it doesn't give you a right to be rude. By no, any means. No, if, no. if he had a, if he had a got too bad, I would have said, "Oh, you can't pull up, mate." But and, and if I didn't know his situation, I would have said, "Mate, fuck off." Yeah. So, but it makes you go back and think. Well, hang on, the next guy, we don't know his situation. Nope. That's the biggest lesson I've learned. You literally know nothing until you ask. But as well as that, do not use your situation to be rude. It does not give you a right. Yes, you can make a mistake. Everybody makes mistakes, but it, it doesn't give you a right to come across and go, my my missus took my baby away from me so I can treat you. Like, no, you can't. No. Like, it doesn't give you the right. So, yeah, it goes back to excuses, doesn't it? But, victimhood, mate. Got, victimhood. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Yeah, so I'd say that's... That's probably the biggest thing, in the, and it's confirmed with me that, like, because, I mean, like, I didn't know you from a bar of soap until today. Yeah. And so, now that I've gotten to know you and talked about you, it's like, he's a fucking good dude. Thank you. That's a compliment, mate. That's, my new, that's my new top compliment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, we'll, we'll finish it off. We've got two more, two more things here. So, what's the best tip, you know? So, let's just say there is a billboard. And down the bottom, it says your name. It's signed by you. So what is one piece of advice or what tip would be on the billboard? I've got to copy one of someone else's. And not because I like copying, just because when I heard it, I loved it. And you've heard it too, I'd say. Uh, Gary V says, build the biggest building in town by building the biggest building in town, not by tearing down other buildings. Yep. And, and sometimes you've got to listen to that two, two or three times to, to get it. And, and the point of it is, be the best you can be by, by growing yourself, not by bringing the other people down. So even like, like I said before, don't go looking at other pizza shops. I don't try to, I don't go around saying, oh, that pizza shop's shit. He, oh, he uses this product and that's shit. Never. Like, do it by going, hey, I use a really good product. Like, mm. And do it by, by proving it. Give it to them. I've had people come up to me, literally come up and say, uh, no, I don't buy pizza for you. I buy them off this other person, right? And I'll go, no worries. Uh, and they're going, oh, like I've been there for, I've been doing, going there for ten years. I'm not going to change. Sweet, here's a free. What piece do you normally get? Here's a free one. And they come back and they're like, I don't want to say it, man, but that was good. <laughs> and, and you know what? Probably yeah. ten of them don't. Probably, but you win that one. Yeah. So, so I'm trying to build it by building it, not by tearing other people down. Mm-hmm. Tearing other people down is such a bad way. It's a fucking dick move. And, and it shows. Like the people who go around talking bad, you're like. You wouldn't. You would never grow into anything with that sort of attitude, man. You need to change that. Yeah, yeah. You said you had another one. No, no, that's it. That's no. it. One and done. No yeah. worries. All right. So, if there's someone listening to the episode, they've made it all the way through. I'm sure they have because this has been a fucking ripper. What's the one takeaway that you want the audience or the person that's listening to absorb from our chat today? Please, please form your own opinion of anybody by things that you've seen with your own eyes, not what by some shit cunt has told you. <laughs> like, and if you hear something and you're like, that's a really bad thing or that's a really good thing, go and, go and make sure it's true before you go spreading it. Yeah. Like, like, don't talk bad about it. I see, you see, I see bad things about people, like even, even Elon Musk, you see things on there going, oh, Elon Musk, he's bloody loves children. Like, like whatever, like, you're like, no, what, like, why? Why did you say that? Mm. Like, be a nice person. Yeah. Like people will naturally bring themselves. If people are actually bad or the people that people are saying are bad are actually bad, 
they'll come and suck by themselves. They don't need you talking shit. Go and find the truth mm. before you say something bad about somebody. Yeah, the true colours will always come out. Yeah. They always fucking come out. And, yeah. Man, that's it. That's it. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for inviting me. I've had an absolute blast. So if you're listening and you want someone to come on the show, uh, send us a DM. That's been working fantastically, um, if that's even a word. Um, Also, take a screenshot of this episode if you've had a listen. Share it on your socials just to get the message out there. Go and see 25 Acres, get a pizza, get some pasta, get a coffee. I'm sure Vince would love to say good day. Bit of a plug. Thanks, man. No worries, man. (laughs) Thanks for coming on. Cheers.